Thoughts and Friends podcast, episode 80. I believe it's the one-year anniversary. I believe our first show was a NBA draft show of some kind. I think it was similar to what we're going to do tonight. We're going to preview the NBA draft. Episode 80, big milestone. We're doing it for about a year now. How are we feeling? Feeling great. Feeling a little emotional. We've made it so far. Yeah. Yeah, we were told we were almost tearing up before we hit record here. We're just... Yeah, it's... the. Ups and downs over a year of podcasting. Our podcasting career. It's it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, it really has. So we're going to talk NBA draft. We're going to talk. We both watched the new Adam Sandler movie uh, Hustle on Netflix. If you want to watch that, pause, come back to we're going to talk Hustle. Uh, I think we both enjoyed it. So that was maybe surprising. Um, So we'll talk Hustle. Um, It is a long show we're going to do draft and we both get pretty long-winded talking nba specifically we're going to talk that movie but there are a few things that we're going to dive into before we hit the nba draft so i woke up this morning to a text from you that brooks kepka was defecting to the live tour saw it this morning and about as least surprising as as anyone on the PGA tour, in my opinion, he's been talking for two or three years, how much he, for a guy that won four majors and played a lot of really good golf, how much he hated golf and didn't really enjoy playing it that much. Wish he could play it less. So to be able to do that, play less and get more money, pretty much a no brainer. I was not surprised that Cap was leaving. What say you, you seemed a little more surprised. Well, so, I mean, I knew that Brooks Kepka probably doesn't really even like playing golf, like you said. Um, but to see a name of his caliber, who is, I would say, undoubtedly one of the 10 best players on tour, probably undoubtedly one of the five or six biggest names on tour. Um, you know, that's interesting that you, as more of a golf outsider, would say that because I think that golf golf hardos and people that follow week to week and are pretty into it have kind of phased him out of that that standing as a top 10 player. He's certainly yeah. not a top Qual- 10 player on tour right now. Quality play, I don't know. He's certainly one of the five or six most famous golfers playing right now, I would say. I think Especially right. if you like count out Phil and Tiger because they're like active, but... You know their what own I mean. thing. And they're like Not their own active, level of really. They're like semi-retired almost. I would say he is a top five. Because well, name. the other thing, like he's on part of my take. Like, if you listen to part of my take, he's in. the big guy. He's big on social media. He's he's a very I don't even know if I want to say likable, relatable, I guess. Love him or hate him, polarizing personality. He's a polarizing guy. There's a ton of golfers who have zero personality to speak of at all. And it makes I think you're right that, that he does. I think you're and right he had that he's a feud with Bryson. That's so. big. I think that was really big because people. Uh, Bryson's not really that polarizing. Mostly, most people don't like him. Think he's cringe or like uh, you know whatever. He's his content is not to their liking, and he was staunch against Bryson. So he took in public the court of public opinion. He took the right side of that and was against him for a period of time. So. I think that definitely works in his favor. So yeah, it's a it's a huge name as far as the level of player. He's not 
where he has been. People forget he won four majors. I've been saying that to several people. People disrespect what he's done in golf because he hasn't played as well in the past two or three years. He's been very injured. He had knee surgery. I think he had surgery maybe on his wrist too. But the dude won back-to-back PGAs and back-to-back U.S. Opens. What if I phrase it this way? Is he one of the 10 most talented golfers on tour? Now, still probably not. Pure ability, not even? There's guys, it's... There's so many good golfers, yeah. young guys that people don't know. I mean, it's just probably not still. Maybe. I think his 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 peak, his red-lined top-end skill is probably still up there because he hits it so far. He can putt very well. And those are two skills that power and touch is not really. Dif- off the top of your head, give me your list. Morikawa, more talented, yes? Yeah. Um, right now, Scheffler's more talented. Scheffler. Thomas is more Thomas, um, Rom for sure, um, Morikawa for sure, and then you get into some younger like Sam Burns has been playing very well. Rory, you could still Rory's probably still more talented. Spieth, no, not not more talented. There's other intangibles about golf and skills that he's he's better at, and that helps him win. But no, not more talented. That's six. Bryson? No. If I had names in front of me, it would help a lot, but. But, you know, uh, that's not really the point. Like, for Liv, they don't, like you said, the quality of golf is not the big deal. Like, they want the biggest names possible. He's one of the biggest names possible. Right. I would say. I mean, it would be hard to argue that Will Zalatoris is not more talented and a better player than him right now. Cantlay, although he hasn't played well in majors, is probably more talented than him right now. But I said the main. There's really a big four, I would say. Scheffler, Thomas, and uh, Rom and Morikawa are probably the four best yeah. players on tour right now. Uh, and then there's probably a tier. There's some older guys like Rory. Cam Smith had a, a really strong... so. There's probably eight or ten guys, and you could maybe mention him after that. But, yeah, as far as name goes, as far as someone you would want to see on your leaderboard, if you're Liv, he's in probably the top five, I would say. So, a huge get for them. I don't know what he's getting paid. Probably similar to what Dustin got paid. But, in the end, not surprising. I think this is a real problem for the PGA Tour. And the, I it's clearly a problem because they've already changed what they're doing. They've changed their schedule already in the fall that when most big names take time off, they're having fewer events, they're having bigger purses, and there's no cut. So they're already essentially doing what the Live Tour is doing on a, in a different way for their fall swing. So in the end, change is good. I think that'll benefit the better players, but... We'll see how it goes. The money's not drying up. I don't know if they want to keep doing it. They have unlimited funds. I don't know what their end game is, but as long as they're still doing it, the PGA Tour is in trouble, and they're going to have to pay their guys. I mean, I don't. There's no way around it. I, I think they should. Will people watch Live like a year from now? I don't now? think so. Are people going to be so. watching Live? I don't think so either. Well, if all the best players are there, like I don't know how far this goes. Like those top mm-hmm. four, Rom. JT, Rory, uh, Scheffler, and Morikawa. I include Rory in there because he's been like at the forefront of 
on the opposite end of this live stuff. Those five, I don't think there's any chance that they leave, but anyone else I think is open and fair game. If they get all the rest of the names, like, yeah, you Tiger have those top, No shot. He's not going. They offered him nearly a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. they So I think it was Greg Norman or someone said they offered him like $850 million to do it. And he's like, I've I mean, already he's, got that. He's, yeah. He's literally so, a billionaire. And it's also not about that for him. He's obviously extremely rich. He wants to keep trying to win majors and his legacy is like everything, but there's already some black eyes on that tiger. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't kill you if you took the 800 million. Um, That'll be what does it for tigers moral standing with people. Yeah. Until and now, even if it does, much like his other uh, transgressions, give it a couple weeks and we'll fucking. No one gives it. a He's shit. Like, oh, Tiger's playing in the Masters? Woohoo! Let me get out my yeah, fucking man. red shirt, baby. But if everyone leaves for this tour and then those top five guys, yeah, they're still on the PGA tour, but who are they playing against? I guess they're playing against each other, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how, how far Liv wants to take it, how much money, and how many players they're willing to poach, but they're off to a good start. I don't I, I don't know. Obviously, it's it's trouble and things are changing because they immediately change. The PGA Tour is like, well, we're we're screwed, so we gotta we gotta make changes. We gotta appease the players. We have to give them more for doing less. Is there a scenario where something like this could happen in a different sport, or is there something about to that. golf that makes it unique? Because you only have to was, get individual players in golf, whereas you get a whole team of guys. You can do it in tennis. Capable. You do yeah, the individual sports, it works. Here's the one thing for me that I think is ripe for something like this is the UFC because the people totally. who are fighting in the UFC obviously have a lot of problems with how the UFC has run. And I think very, very justifiably so. More justifiably so than golf probably because 95% of those guys get paid not even close to the amount of value that they're pumping in to the UFC and 100%. obviously it's much more dangerous and you're risking much more to fight somebody than you are to play 18 holes of golf 100% I think you're exactly right and that's a that's a really good one and I also think the disadvantage they would be at is that there's no like in golf, what they're leaning on is like the history and the prestige of the game. They're leaning on the courses that they have to offer. They're leaning on the past champions that they've had, the tradition. The UFC doesn't have that. No one cares about There's no Augusta National. There's no, no T TPC Sawgrass. There's no. I mean, it is. There's like huge, a, but it is such a young sport relatively. I mean, it has totally. only existed since the 1990s, really. Sure, I guess there there's... is no. I mean, there probably is a UFC Hall of Fame, but like I couldn't tell you who's in the UFC Hall of Fame. Like no. I could guess, but I don't know or care or think it matters. And with legacy and fighting, kind of similarly to golf, there's like four guys that that matters for that are like actually is he the pound for pound totally. greatest fighter of all time? And everyone else, it's like that guy was sick. He was trying fun to, make to watch. Was trying to make yeah, a check. It's like love to get paid. I'm, yeah, it's like John Jones, Habib, fucking some older, like, I don't know, some older guys from the earlier days, like the Chuck Liddell's, Tito Ortiz, uh, GSP, yeah. like. And there's no, there's no, so like having your name on like what the, 
for example, this past having your name on the U.S. Open trophy, like the every the trophy each year has every past champion's name on it. That's like important for people. There's like history, prestige with that. But the the belts in the UFC, like, yeah, there's like a lineage of champions, but like, I don't care. I don't think anyone. There's also like interim championships, which kind of interim championships. The fact that it even is a championship, an interim, just to derail this, an interim championship is one of the stupidest things in any sport. Like, how fucking stupid do you think I am that it's like, no, this is a real title fight. I promise. I'm promised it is. No, it is. You should. You should buy. You should buy the pay per view for the interim this title. Look at this. It's a belt on the line. Neither of these guys are actually the champion, but we're going to give one of them a belt, and then two guys who both have belts are going to fight each other. Yeah, How build, fucking stupid is that? Build the stakes, dude. Build the stakes. It's a champ against a champ. Yeah. So I think that is a that's a very good one because the first thing you jump to when you talk UFC and I guess problems with UFC or complaints amongst the members of the is, is fighter pay. pay. Fighter Fighter pay. Pay. It's the number First one thing, issue. Number one issue. So I think, I don't know, popularity-wise, I mean, golf's... I love golf. I'll watch it every single day. But golf is boring. Like, UFC rips. People love UFC. I think it's still... You said it's still very young, but UFC's exciting. It's watchable. I think it's... it's the other thing well with, happened. like, the pay-per-view format is, like, I don't have to, like, buy into the brand. Like, if you get John Jones to fight Francis Ngannou on your other I'll watch it. I'll give you all my money to watch I'll, it. I I'll don't clear, give a fuck. I'll clear a weekend for that fight. I'll. That's, now that I just said that in my head, that's a real thing that someone could do because both those guys don't really seem to want to fight in the UFC. No, and they want to get paid. John Jones is always like, "I'll pay pay me a lot of money and I'll fight anyone." Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna. Like, isn't it crazy? A, like, I'm not gonna pass a piss test, but I'll fight whoever. I'll fight a lion for five million dollars. Don't care either. Um. The fact that UFC is like, no, we're not going to pony up to have the greatest fighter of all time fight is Pay crazy. Him anything is you crazy. need to have that. Pay him ten million a piece. I don't care. Like crazy. You need to have that fight under your. Uh, you have to. You have to. Like some fucking billionaire should just like fucking Bill Gates should be like, this is the only fight we're doing. John Jones, Francis Ngannou, get your tickets. And someone with something to gain, they could like promote something. I don't know what it would be like. Fucking Apple promotes the fucking iPhone Sponsored? 15. Go watch Avatar in theaters this July. Like, it would be the biggest fight of all time, maybe. Mm-hmm. Definitely best, biggest mixed martial arts fight. Close. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, but yeah, no, like, sure. Floyd or like Tyson, maybe. Yeah, I mean, fights, well, but... yeah, I mean, like Khabib Connor, that was a really big deal. Um, that was, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I mean, that's probably Anything. the biggest fight. Definitely probably the biggest pay-per-view number, right, in the history of the UFC. They probably just lie about that and say the most recent thing was the biggest number. But um, Oh, like on the books now, I would say probably Connor could be two. I don't know. They only fought once, right? Yeah, Did they it? only fought one time. Because then Habib fought Gaethje and he retired. It felt like two fights. Yeah, they only fought once, I think. Yeah. Yeah, pretty sure. I got to look. But yeah, I think it's there's, sure that can absolutely happen. Because like I said, there's no like prestige and history. That, like there's no, I don't know. I don't think it's possible anything else just because there's so many players on team sports and they're already paid quite well. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like WNBA. They don't get paid shit. But I don't think anyone gives a fuck. I mean, yeah, it's, I they should get paid more, I guess. And like, honestly, women's sports get fucked over. Like, oh, yeah. it is such a like stupid meme of a thing to say that you hate women's basketball. Like, uh, people whose entire personality, many people I know that are like, dude, I'd rather kill myself than watch women's basketball is fucking stupid. Like, they're I, good at basketball. It's, it's a different thing. It's like college basketball versus the NBA. It's like, not that it's terrible to watch, it's, it's just different. different. It's very different. Yeah, I don't think it's bad basketball either. I think it's good. I no, think they're it's all very good. Quite good. Um, it's like we're not going to turn this into a women's basketball discussion, but why not? <laughs> the skill. I mean, there's, it requires a lot more skill to be a women's basketball player. You can't really get by on your athleticism or size. Like, yeah, they wish they were. They wish they were Giannis and could just run and jump like James Harden. Yeah. We got. We got to fucking get open. Yeah. They're all James Harden, so if yeah. that doesn't sell you on it. <laughs> That's true. Who's the go women's basketball player? Legacy-wise, probably Lisa Leslie, right? I mean, she's like the... I don't know. I couldn't tell you the championship counts for all these oh, people. Champ- uh, well, probably Tarazi. I think she has the most titles, I think. I'd say maybe Candace Parker is like the best player ever. I don't know. Yeah, Lisa or Leslie, Tarazi. she's like the... the you know, she kind of was the person the that pioneer. Started, started the WNBA, basically. What the fuck are we talking about? All right, uh, we can move on. <laughs> all right, this is going to be 30 minutes on Lisa Leslie's legacy. Um, yeah, Sue Bird or uh, Diana Taurasi, who you got all time. Okay. In a shocking turn of events, Kyrie wants out. Or he he's rumored <laughs> to want out. If you're a team, if you're anyone, who's, who's rumored in on him? The Lakers, they'll trade Russ for him, obviously. The Clippers. The, I've, I've heard the Knicks and, okay, the Clippers. Are you in? You're interested if you're them. You a fan of those teams? Do you want Kyrie? If I'm the Lakers and I can get off Westbrook, yes. I saw something like Kyrie and something for AD and Westbrook. Colin Cowherd has been been peddling this that he would rather have Kyrie Irving, which is one of the most asinine and stupid opinions you can have about anything regarding basketball. Yeah, he doesn't have a clue. Uh, And I think that is. Very much a, a con- very meticulously crafted take, so that everyone will talk about it. No question, he's the one of the best. He knows guys. what he's fucking doing. He's no, he knows what he's doing. Um, I struggle to call him stupid because I think he always knows what he's doing. Um, of course, he's he's been in the game. He's been in the content game for a while. He's been in the click game for a while. Uh, that being said, I'm, if you were if you're AD stock, you're a little shaky hands on it. I totally get that, but to want Kyrie stock instead is silly. AD wants to play basketball. His body will not allow him. Kyrie doesn't seem to be interested in playing basketball. He's not a huge fan of it, but when he does, I thought in the playoffs, he seemed perfectly engaged. I thought he was fine. Well, that's the thing. If you're only going to be engaged in the playoffs, that's not going to work for the 20, $30 million it's going to cost me to pay you. And you saw, yeah. like, he was engaged, and the Nets got fucking swept. Because you need chemistry. You need to play together for the whole season. Like, it's just not going to work. There yeah, is no I mean, disputing the talent of Kyrie Irving. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. 
Does Kyrie Irving on your team, in theory, make you a better team? Absolutely. Uh, that's true of every team in the NBA, basically, because he's that good. I think if I'm the Knicks, I don't want any part of it. No, no. You've Knicks, built up want... some sort of like kind of foundation of like if a I'm the winning Clippers, culture. If I'm the Clippers, and... I do it. If I'm the Lakers and I can get off of Russ and not trade AD somehow, I don't know what that would even look like. Um if, if Kyrie says, I'm just leaving anyways, and they're just like, we just want to get something, like maybe that could work for Russ for Kyrie. And then obviously Russ plus some stuff. I don't know what that stuff would be. Um, I would do that. But the Knicks, I, I think I would stay away. I think I would. I don't think yeah, that's absolutely. the answer. If you are. Yeah. The only scenario I'm thinking is if you're in total panic mode and the NBA and professional sports in general is windows and the windows are smaller than we ever imagined they are. And you're like, this, like the Lakers, this is their window. They have not a lot of time. They got to get Two this years? thing fucking going. And that's why they Two. traded for us. And that's why we didn't totally kill that move whenever they did it. They got to go now. And yeah, um, if you get the, best case scenario of those three you're gonna be fucking unstoppable yeah and i think the prior relationship with him and lebron do you know where that stands i feel like it was Kyrie wanted his own thing when he came back and then they kind of got over that and they're kind of back in okay terms. i think they're fine probably it seems and yeah. i think i i think I don't give a shit. Like if they're all rowing the same direction, if they don't like each other and they're both like locked in and want to win, I don't think it matters really. Yeah. We, and it's so, if we, it's so easy to make the fucking playoffs, but they missed the playoffs last year. Like, yeah. Missed the play in. We're not one of the 10 top teams in their conference. You would think even if Kyrie played like half a regular season, I mean, you're banking on a lot of health from a couple, like a really old guy and a, extremely injured guy you gotta you gotta make the playoffs i mean i don't know if <sighs> he's so intoxicating so talented though honestly the knicks if they could like bank on him being engaged and playing but if they could they can't i know they can't you absolutely he's like, can't he's the perfect it's, like fit for what they need like yeah, their stagnant shitty offense cannot you can't bank on that you can't take that chance though can't bank on it at all no. I mean, it's the other thing is like for he feels like he's young still. He's 30 years old now to think that he is now going to change his ways and no. grow and mature is probably not the case. Maybe it is. No. And he would probably argue that he has grown and matured, I guess. But I don't know, man. I would not touch it. I would do it if I was it. the Clippers. I think they have a smaller window than you might realize. I don't know how long Kawhi has of being a top-tier player, if he can come back and be healthy. I think he would be fine I just, uh, with those guys. I don't even know what the package to get him looks like, really. I don't either. Here's the other thing. It's like, if you're the Nets, I don't want to resign you, but I but don't. Kevin, I, this, you're like you're an asset. I don't want I don't want you to walk for nothing. So they do need to get something back for him. Well, the assumption I, is Kevin Durant wants to re-sign him. And if that's the case, then that's in a really tough spot because they're either going to lose him for nothing or sign him to a deal that they're going to really, really regret. Um, they could trade him for like Reggie Jackson and like a pick or something. I don't know. 
Yeah, I saw like Reggie Jackson, Norm Powell, and a pick or something, which like for the Nets, I guess, but I know we just talked about this Kyrie thing. Reggie Jackson, Norm Powell, and KD is not getting you to the finals as good as KD is. And James Harden, dude. No, he's he's not and, on the uh, team. And, uh, ben I mean, Simmons. And, and Ben Simmons, dude. That's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. It's probably a pass for me. I get it. The good is really good. I get it. Yeah, but. the good for the Clippers. Like, if you have that three, it's obviously very scary. When's the last time any of those three guys was the best version of themselves? It's been three, four years for any of them? Paul George Paul George is very good recently. But again, how many games a year does he make? He misses 30 games a year every yeah, year. Basically, can he lock it like, in. Like, dislocate his elbow. So, not great. So, um, yeah. It's probably a pass, you know? I be- And I bet he just picks up his option and plays another year in Brooklyn, if I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems very much like a Kyrie camp play here that this is even a story. It seems like that's kind of his whole deal is that I would agree. He's going to keep his name in the news as much as he hates how the media treats him. It seems like there's a lot of stories that get leaked about Kyrie Irving somehow at the same time. Yeah. Wonder yeah. where those could all be coming from. I don't know. Anonymous story, anonymous leaks. Let's talk NBA draft. That's enough on Kyrie. That's enough Speaking golf. Speaking of intoxicating if... talents, um, we have become a bit of a golf podcast. That's enough golf. That's enough Kyrie. Let's talk NBA draft. I think there's a consensus top three. We have yes. the uh, Orlando Magic, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Houston Rockets. I almost just said the Houston Texans. Pick one, two, three. I think there's a consensus top three. Jabari Smith, Chet Holmgren, and uh, and Paolo Banquero. That is correct. I think I have and I, I've seen some people with a four-person tier one with Jaden Ivey included in there. Some people are very I, high on him. I would disagree with that, but I understand. But I, I'm just, just saying I have seen a lot of people that yep. do feel Same. that way. Yeah, uh, I believe just, those yeah. top three is who will go in the top three. And I've seen a lot of order on that top three. So I don't know where you want to start. You can pick any player, pick any team. You can talk fit. You can talk your opinion of the player. Start with the, the big three of this uh, NBA draft. Um, I mean, I think we can kind of almost just mock draft this whole thing, and that will okay. serve twofold in both discussing all the players and discussing the teams and the fits. Okay. Uh, and keep this thing moving down the road. So, Orlando, I think they're one of the better teams that's had the number one pick in a while. In terms, like obviously they didn't sure. win a lot of games, but we talked about we like their roster. We think they have a lot of B minus players. They need to hit on one of these guys that can be their all star player. For me, I have watched a lot of tape and a lot of film and i've gone back and forth a decent amount and i I think i've landed go ahead right now jabari is a pretty heavy favorite to go first correct was he like minus 170 or minus 180 or is he more than that i'll double check because um, I think it's it's gone the other way. Like in the last few days, Chet has like picked up a lot of steam to go number one. Okay. It was like he was like minus three hundred. Now I think he's like minus one fifty. I so, was thinking of the more of the minus three hundred. He he had been a much bigger favorite. 
but yeah, um, Chet is picking up a lot of steam. Breaking down film over the past week or so, do you agree with the initial minus 300 or do you lean Chet? Because I think those are the two options. I don't think Paolo is in play for one. I could be wrong, but I think those are the two options. Yeah, he could be in play. I haven't heard, seen. I wouldn't. I think I almost, for me, would have a top two in a tier, and I've considered putting Paolo in, a, in the tier two. I think he's better than the guys I have in tier two, though, and I do think he has, like all NBA star potential that I am not as sure will come to fruition as a lot of people seem to. I think based on the skill set and based on the upside, I would kick myself passing on Chet. I think Chet is a once in a generational defensive prospect. He is as good a shot blocking prospect as you will ever see. He can guard on the perimeter. He has fluid hips, quick feet, and very promising shooting touch, can handle the ball. He's seven feet whatever, arms that go forever. And his body, him not being strong, is zero zero thought to it. I do not care about that at all. Couldn't care about it less. I think more than anything – when guys have bodies like that, they will always inevitably get stronger, no matter what. If you're on an NBA team and you have a good work ethic, which I've never heard anyone say Chet doesn't have a good head on his shoulders and doesn't work as hard as anyone in the draft, you will get stronger. It, the problem comes is if you're soft. And Chet is skinny and not strong, but is not soft. He plays very hard. He fights. He's kind of a motherfucker on both ends, like really mixes it up. Yeah, that's a good so, point. There's a difference between being slight and having a small frame and being thin and having a low weight than being soft. There is a big difference in that. And also, it would have been a lot bigger problem in like 1995. He's going to shoot threes. He's going to handle the ball. And I mean, how many big burly centers are going to punish him inside? And, you know, how many of those guys are going to get exposed having to guard him on the other end? Like... His unique skill set and all the stuff that he could possibly do, I wouldn't would feel bad passing on him if it hits because he by this, to me by far is the highest upside in this class. Check this out: player to be drafted first overall. The favorite right now, Jabari Smith minus two thirty five. The second favorite, plus one ninety five, Paolo Bancaro. Mm. Chet Holmgren plus four twenty to go first overall. Mm. So I haven't like, seen that yet. No, it seems like he is not going to go number one. Um, I, I think if I'm mock drafting this based on what I think will happen, I think Jabari I will go number one. And I think that will be a good pick. I think it's the safest pick at number one. I think I know what Jabari is going to be. He's going to be a very high level shooter. He's going to work extremely hard. He's going to be a really smart player. He's going to be a very good perimeter defender. He's six foot ten. All those things, very good things. I like rated these guys on like a boom bust as on part of my work, and I have him as one of the highest. Like, would be shocked if he's not a high level starter in the NBA. Would be yeah. very very surprising to me. Yeah, I think 
considering the team, I would also mock number one. I would mock Jabari there too. But if I was the Magic myself, considering the rest of the roster, you said, and we talked about on the last show, how there's a lot of B-type players, a lot of nice. If there was a guy there, if there was a top 10 player there, that there's a lot of guys on the roster right now that you'd be like, oh, good piece to a championship contender, to a top four seed in the East. And I don't think Jabari can be that guy that is a top whatever, an all-NBA guy, and a, a top eight player that's going to take you over the finish line to be a contender in the East. And I think the upside of Chet is that if more of his offensive game is unlocked. Because Drew Timmy was the number one option on offense at Gonzaga. There was times where where Chet the was The system held he back. was in it, did it didn't, not allow him to flourish offensively. And it didn't show. showcase. I watched like – I remember watching two years ago him play um, Amoni Bates in high school and watch another game. And obviously he's the guy on his high school team. And he was, he showed much more offensive upside. Yeah. He, the offensive upside ball handling and what he could do was showcased much more in that setting rather than having to play with another big who had offensive limitations that they ran the offense through. So I think the upside there is there. The upside for Chet is there on offense. And then obviously the defensive the shot blocking and the movement is elite. His like basketball IQ, the more I watch him, like I'm not fucking with you when I say I don't feel like I saw him make him a single mistake on either end, like a bad defensive read, like get caught up in the air. Good timing, good instincts. Really bad turnover. Like his ability to like switch hands and he always jumps at the right time. He makes some rotations on defense that are like NBA level already. He's a good passer. He's got a good handle for his size. I think he kind of gets some shit because I think people think he's Kevin Durant, and that's not what he is. He's a big man. He's not a forward. He's not a wing. I think people were viewing him. as If you view him as a wing, he's not there. He's, he's a big. He's a five or a four. And in that scenario, we look at the four teams – that made it to the conference. Well, no, we looked at three of the four teams that made it to the conference finals. They all have a incredibly switchable big man that can defend in space and can protect the rim. That is other than be having a top 10, you know, Curry, LeBron, Giannis, whatever. That is the second most important thing to being a super successful NBA team in my mind. And that's him. And on top of that, which none of those three guys can do, he can stretch the floor to three. So, I agree. I would take Chad as well. I'm, I'm actually pretty stunned that Paolo has passed him in odds to be first overall pick. I don't understand that, but I don't think that necessarily means that Chad won't go two based on those odds. I right? No, I agree. They're yeah. like locked into taking a wing player, and maybe they have. No, decided. he's he's minus two thirty to go to be drafted second, Chad. So, oh my god! I mean. Sam Presti will come in his britches if he gets Chet. Talk about the most like perfect player for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They've built this weird misfit toys team that every guy on the court can dribble. They all are taught to just grab it and take off to finally get a center that is not Isaiah Roby and Jeremiah Robinson Earl to like execute his vision. And then we get like the buddy cop comedy of him and Poku every night is going to be awesome. I mean, him 
run and pick and roll with Giddy and Shea will be fucking incredible. 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 Yeah, if he's awesome, if he's like a top 15, 20 player, the Thunder got something there. there we yeah. both like both of those guards. Add him there. <laughs> How? F- add like some wing 3 and D guys. You already got the, uh, what's his name, with a f- good defender with the, all the hair flying. What's I can't think Dort? of his name. Lou Dort. You got something cooking. One thing, they are like the worst three-point shooting team and like one of the worst three-point shooting teams like in modern NBA history. Yeah, that's true. They Like Jabari Smith would also be a good fit. Jabari Smith is uh, would be a good fit on every team in the NBA because he is going to guard and he's going to hit shots. And we'll talk about him now because I think he's the second best prospect. And if he doesn't go one, I would imagine that would be who OKC would take. Um. We're going to do this mock draft based on what we would do and not what we think will happen, I think is the better way to do this. And I would take Jabari second. What do you think of Jabari? Um, I think that for most of this, I thought he would be – so with, before the lottery, I thought he is should have been the number one pick. I thought the players around him at Auburn really held him back. Those guards did a very poor job getting them ball, but he was still able to showcase the two-way type of talent that is going to be, like you said, an incredibly high floor. Would just be stunned if he's not like a 10-year player. I think he's going to be very, very solid. 6'10", moves well, can shoot, can defend. We're going to talk about some players that we think would be good fits on like championship teams very soon. I think his archetype is that type of player. The NBA is length that is switchable and getting buckets in the, in the end. And he, he can do that as, as good as anyone. So I don't awesome feel player. that his defense gets enough credit. He's an awesome perimeter defender, like six, really good. Yeah. Can move. Yeah. Fucking sec. I watched this tape as the most talented conference in the country this year in terms of like mm-hmm. NBA level talent. He guarded all the best guys put them in hell competitive as fuck speaking of guys whose system didn't do him any favors he got the system anytime he touched it he was allowed to shoot it and rightfully so the guards that he had to play with that were supposed to be getting him the ball holy fucking shit were they bad you think they thought they think they should go number two in this draft a lot of like hey jabari go stand in the corner clear out i got this shit sir Please, for the love of God, no, you do not. I feel like a lot of people are shitting on him in the Miami game they lost that he like faded. I don't think that was his fault. I think those guards were like, nah, I got to take this shit over. I got to bring us back. Crazy. Ugh, yeah. Disgusting. Some yeah. some possessions you watch, you'll be like, he won't touch the ball, and they'll just dribble the air out of it, and it is it makes you want to break your computer. Yeah, I think his... I think, it, oddly... I like the fit better because we both think Jabari's going one and Chet's going two. I like the fit better switched because I, I like his yeah, I th- offensive well, ability and shot making on the Thunder. I think that's something that they're lacking, as you mentioned. I don't. I like the fit better flipped. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. I think they're, they're just both, good. both. They're just both such good fits on any team. I feel they're both but, good. Uh, yeah, they both need a lot of stuff. 
do you think Paolo fits on the the uh, the Rockets? I think that seems to be the chalk. He's also a big favorite to go third. What the fuck is happening? Did you screw something up? I don't know what Houston's up to. They traded their big man who seems like he has character problems. He's hasn't really stuck know. anywhere I, he's been. I don't know what their plan is. I think they just take best available because Ivy doesn't really fit what they're trying to do. They have two guards that they seem to like. I think wing with upside would be the move here. It seems like he's a pretty strong favorite to go three. Yeah. So, man, I've waffled a lot on Paolo because a lot of people who I you really have. respect and whose opinions I'm very high on really like him and are like, he's the best player in this class. And there are stretches where I watch him and I would agree and I get it. His handle and like footwork and feel and like all that stuff at his size, and he's legitimately like 6'11, 250 pounds moves like a much smaller man. I think he moves so well that I just assumed he wasn't at that big. He moves incredibly well for that size. He has like probably the most advanced arsenal of like scoring moves of any of these three guys. Like Jabari hits some like ridiculously, ridiculously tough shots, but it's all kind of there's like contested one, two dribbles, over, contested over shot, guys. turnarounds, whereas like um Paolo has like a whole bag of stuff to go to on top of his size. He's a very good passer, like can kind of run your offense as like a secondary initiator. Um, the things that separate him, I think people are more sure that he's going to be a good shooter and I'm not as sure. I think shooting okay. off the dribble from three is not going to be as good as people say. I think his shot is like a little stiff and a little slow, which I don't love. I, I That's the thing, like the shot, and the, he's definitely the worst defender of these three guys also, I would say. Not that he's a bad defender, but, you know, he just kind of falls asleep from time to time, fades in and out on defense, and... It's as true of all three of these guys, and especially of Duke players and any like blue blood program, like the system is not going to do you favors in terms of you getting your offensive shine because that's just not how it works in college basketball. You don't get a lot of ISO opportunities. It's motion offense. You're playing within a system, and he did a really good job of that. I think in terms of playing in a system, and obviously Duke's probably a, the best system you can play in really, but he fits his role. I, I don't want to sound like I don't like Paolo as a prospect, but I just think there's, there's a separation between the other two and him for me. I think that's fair. I think the way he does have sneaky. Yeah. He, he's sneaky, very big for the, the way he moves. I think that will translate well to the NBA, very positionless, switchable, big body with mobility. I my biggest gripe with him, and I said it throughout the year that he just didn't. And it's it's so much Duke and how they operate. He just didn't wasn't assertive enough, wasn't as aggressive with his offensive game. In some spots, he did in the tournament. I think he started to kind of yeah that was awesome a bit into into his offensive game. I thought that came along better. But I get that Duke does not really showcase a player. That, in I a way that, I 
two had those thoughts and then that tournament run kind of put that to rest that he, he much does better. have like that alpha like he kind of took over a lot of those games he yeah, would just I take agree. the ball to the rim finish through guys like when they needed a bucket he would get them a bucket who did they who did they play maybe like a lead a where were they eliminated in the final four who did they did they play like arkansas or alabama yeah, arkansas or they played in the elite eight maybe it was that game where he, he had a great game yeah he had a great game that I was really impressed with. I, I think he's going to be fine. I think it's a good fit. I think they need a wing type of player that can uh, do what he does. I think it's a pretty solid fit for Houston. Houston is in the business of acquiring talent with high upside. I think they go with Paolo. I think that is pretty set in stone, those three players. You mentioned Ivy could jump up in there. But I think four is is the big pivot point of this draft. If I had to. draft starts with the Kings, baby. And there's been a lot of talk that they could trade the pick, which makes a lot of sense because Ivy seems to be the next best player, and mm-hmm. he does not fit whatsoever with the Kings' current roster. He does not fit next to Davian Mitchell and uh, De'Aaron Fox. Um, there are a few teams. The Knicks are in play to trade up to get forward to take Ivy. There were a couple other. Do you have any lean on who does that? It seems like it's it's pretty likely to happen at this point. Um, I don't have a lean, really. Teams I've heard would be the Knicks, the Pacers, the um, the Hawks. The Hawks, I've heard, are trading everybody for everything. They're more yeah, they've been in, very like rumored. The, in the Rudy Gobert um, hunt, I've heard. Mm-hmm. Their mm-hmm. name brought up a lot there. I've heard a lot of like John Collins is going to get traded. I don't know if they would trade up to four. Um, yeah, not sure. I think it's a little silly. I I think a lot of teams should trade up to four. I like you who watched a lot of Big Ten basketball this year. I think kind of wasn't as high on Ivy as everybody. And the more I watched him and the more tape I watched him, like he's good enough and special enough that at this pick with the people that are behind him, I, you cannot pass on him. Yeah. I think the upside makes too much sense. I will say though, we did watch a lot of him and in the tournament, he kind of shrinked. He did not play well in big moments in big spots. He did hit (laughs) a lot of big shots during the season. Um, and his first step is, I don't say this often, Truly unlike anything I've ever seen. I mean, the guy has just got crazy burst. He's probably day one, as soon as he's in the NBA, will be the fastest player with the ball in the league. He is that fast. He is that freaky of an athlete. He is wild. One of one, unlike anything like prime John Wall, prime De'Aaron Fox, like whoever you want to put him up, prime Iverson, whoever. He's that type of quick, that type of athletic and vertically was, athletic too. Usually you're not both. He is like crazy Russell athlete. Westbrook, whoever you want to put in there. He was a, uh, I'm concerned about the shot a bit. He was a, a pretty bad shooter his freshman year, improved pretty significantly his sophomore year. But in big spots, he the shot failed him. And I mean, if he could shoot like 38, 40% from three, he would just be the number one pick maybe because he's just a crazy athlete. And I don't know. There's just – I think the upside is is crazy high. I think he does have the potential to be the best player in this draft. But I do see a way it fails. 
sure. Yeah. I think his talent level is up there with those other three. He is much more raw and unrefined than those first three guys are. I have questions about his role because without the ball in his hand, I don't foresee him being like an elite elite shooter. No, me either. He obviously has the tools to be a great defender, but was not like a super, super elite defender. Part of that is he had like the highest usage rate in the country. So to expect him to be totally locked in on defense at all times and, you know, on offense, carry that much load is, you know, asking a lot. Mm -hmm. And I've said this about all three of these guys, but he may be the most egregious case of, a coach not utilizing him properly <laughs> playing Zach Eady in him instead of Travion Williams, having the lane clogged. Like they, it's like driving a Ferrari on a fucking side street. It's not opening up the lane. And we have one of the best big men in the country coming off the bench who could do just that, who could spread the floor, who could initiate offense and letting him just drive into a wide open paint. That's the other thing is I think him playing at the NBA level is going to look a lot, a lot different than what he was allowed to do and did in college. Like with an open spacing, he's going to get to the rim at fucking will. Yeah. Yeah. I think the NBA, his game fits NBA much better than it does the college, especially the way he was utilized. Matt Painter, great coach. We all know that. Um, Yeah. I'm a little bit concerned with the jump shot and the role concerns are fair. I think his um, overall skill really does bother me, though. Like his mid-range game, like his in-between off the pick and roll, like your little snaking around screens and stuff that you have to be able to do as a lead guard. He does not have that. Like his mid-range, his, his floater is like not great. He kind of plays out of control sometimes. Like like I'm saying, like the raw talent is undeniable. He has a skill that is like none of these other guys behind him have, and none of them can ever develop. So you don't want to miss out on that, but I agree with you that I do see a scenario where this doesn't work. And he's, we have this athletic guy who is this incredible athlete. And we're like, I don't really know what to do with him. Especially if he somehow does end up on the Kings. I'm just, I'm probably just out. Yeah, man. Yeah. If there's one team that'll fuck him up, it'll be that team. So I don't know. Who, if you want to mock, you just want to keep it the Kings. I don't think the Kings take him. Um, if they keep this pick, I've heard that. I think it's. I, I would if they keep this pick. I would say I suppose Shaden Sharp is in play, and Keegan Murray would be. In I play. think Keegan Murray would probably, if the Kings are going to keep this player, Keegan Murray would be who they would take. I would um, agree. Let's. Um, hmm. We'll just we talked about Ivy all that time. We'll just say he goes four. We won't even okay. really worry about who's picking four. I think he will go fourth in the draft. Whoever's picking there, probably. Yeah, fifth uh, in I the draft. Fifth is who Detroit, picks fifth? Detroit. Detroit. I think Pistons. this is think, a complete wild card. I have no clue who's going fifth. I think Ivy would be an awesome fit with Cade. I would sure. love those two together. I think. I think their skill set would if he could fall to five. That would be a backcourt that I would be very excited about if I was a Pistons fan. You think Cade would play more off the ball, play like a two type of thing? Because we talked about how Ivy off the ball would not. Yeah, I think really... so. I think 
Cade's spot up shooting was a big thing coming out there, like put him above green and Mobley. I think him playing off the ball would be good. And I think like Ivy's lack of, um, you know, polish is made up for by Cade's ability to play make like uh, some of these teams, if Ivy's asked to like in the waning seconds, be the guy with the ball in his hands, I don't know how much I love that all the time. It would be like, I don't want to compare him to these two, but like a, you know, like a KD and Russ kind of fit. Like mm-hmm. Ivy sure. can do all his Russ stuff, which is you're going to get us like 14 points here and there that we didn't, weren't going to be able to get just based on your sure, sure athleticism. But when the clock's winding down, we also have a guy that's a legit killer bucket getter type. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, that would be a great fit, but if, he doesn't make it there, which we don't think he will. I don't know what they do. I don't know. Let's what is Troy thinking at five? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I think they would like, I think a big would make sense for them. I've another thing I've heard them. Well, I don't know how real that is. Them maybe trading up to try and get Chet. I think Chet would be a perfect fit for them. I think if they had fallen in that range, Chet is exactly what they would need. But man, yeah, this pick, I don't really know what they should do, what they will do. What do they need? I, they need they need a big. They have the guy I They've got Isaiah Stewart. I'm never never been a big fan of him. I think he's fine. I think he's not a good Like he's like a good like energy big. Yes. Like backup I a, big. I think he's a backup center on a good team. Yeah. They probably need another scoring option. They probably need some three-point shooting. What do you think about Matherin here? I really like Ben Matherin. I like Matherin too, and I think that's a good pick for them, and it's a good fit. I was not as high on him as I thought I was going to be. I thought he had a little more shot creation stuff that I don't think he has. I do think he's an elite shooter. I think he's an elite athlete. Um. And he's only 19 years old as a sophomore, which I didn't realize either. Why do you like Matherin so much? I think he does all the stuff offensively. He he was their leader there at Arizona. I think he profiles well as a guy. You mentioned his athleticism that can be a good defender in the NBA. It, it is a lot of in theory type of stuff, and you don't know what kind of guy he is like makeup as far as mentally if he's willing to do that type of stuff. But athleticism, body-wise, you would think he would translate. And anyone that can offensively create what he can, knock down shots, and offer that upside on the other end, I think is what is enticing to me about him. I think I was a little disappointed in his lack of ISO scoring. But to expect a lot of good ISO scores that are also good shooters, good defenders – 19-year-old who was first-team All-American is very impressive and should not be understated. Was, you know, without a doubt the best player on what for most of the year was the best team in the country. Yeah, I like him a lot. I think he's a good fit on any team. I would be surprised if he's not a really good NBA player. I think he projects as a really good shooter. I think he's a smart offensive player, plays very well without the ball, which helps playing with Cade. I think it's a solid... Solid safe pick. So they have they have Stewart, they have uh Bagley now. Who else do they have in the front court? Oh, they have Kelly Olenek still. They have a Linux, they have uh 
What's who's like the uh, the three? Trey the Lyles. They, who's the guy they paid that plays? Jeremy Grant. The, the three or four Grant. They have who him. Seems like he'll probably get traded. Sadiq yeah, Bay. Yeah, yeah. Sadiq Bay. What do you think about Keegan Murray? There would he fit better with the Pistons? Uh, I was gonna get to this. Like Keegan Murray had my highest boom rating versus bust. I do not think Keegan Murray can be a superstar, but I see almost no scenario where he is not like a winning, winning player. Like when I was watching this film and I was watching the finals, I was like, Keegan Murray is exactly what both these teams need. He is six foot nine, smooth athlete, really good shooter, really, really good defender, works really hard on defense, like as a third option can kind of create his own shot, like punishes mismatches, super high motor. Like I I love Keegan Murray watching this game. Feels like just a kind of cliche that's like a winner just like a you know good feel type of player just knows just a good basketball player you know and he yeah we watched him a lot we watched a lot of big 10 and he just every single night you're like oh he's got 29 points one and a half steals two blocks a game shot let's see what he shoot from three shot 40 percent from three he's six foot eight seven foot wingspan like what i mean he just checks so many so many boxes I guess he's what what uh he's twenty two I guess would be the yeah what's his down so he was like a really late bloomer it's like unprecedented to see a guy that was literally unranked coming out of high school to be a top ten pick two years later is pretty crazy Um, is it just because he's older and not really on the so he doesn't have the upside to be like an all star player like he'll never be a shot creator at the next level he'll never be a number one option. I think with those first four guys, they absolutely could be the number one option on an NBA team. Keegan Murray, I don't think could ever be that. But like his baseline is so high, but his high end best case scenario is not as high as some of these guys, I think. Okay. I think he makes a lot of sense there. I think like my comps for him are, and I think role wise, this also fits like Jeremy Grant, Keldon Johnson, Kyle Kuzma. Thaddeus Young, Otto Porter, like that's mm, I like the type the of player. Which Johnson is, comp. Keldon Johnson, I think, is a great comp for him. I like that comp a lot. Um, him and Kuzma, I, I think that's a good comp. Both of those guys. Okay, who do you want to go with, Matherin or or Keegan Murray at five? Uh, we'll say Matherin there because I think I would like to see him on the Pacers at six. Keegan Murray on the Pacers, I think, makes a lot of sense. I think okay. what they're trying to do makes a lot of sense. It seems like. Every trade rumor I've ever seen, Malcolm Brogdon is getting traded somewhere, so it seems like they want out on him. I would agree that they should do that. They should get young and blow it up. He also just doesn't play enough games to constitute keeping him on our team. I think like they don't have their star guy that they need yet, but building your team around Halliburton and him, you just have like winning guys. Winning that players. I can close my eyes and see them contributing in playoff teams in a big way. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Um, they have a pretty large hole at the four spot. I can't see miles Turner has been rumored to be traded for like three years. So mm-hmm. I think adding a player in the front court, I think. Yeah. That can be slots in very nicely. There makes a lot of sense. Um, Portland is a complete wasteland. They stink. They suck so bad. But um, at the same time, they're like trying to win and make the playoffs. At the and same the reason time, they were they're the reason they were a wasteland is 
all their players were hurt last year. So that, that that's true. Excuse it a little bit. They were trying to be a wasteland at one point. Yeah. I Damian guess. Lillard was out. All their guys were out. Like they're trying to win. Like if they're not trading Dame, you're trying to win. You're not trying. Dame's not going to rebuild. That's not what they're going to do. He's been very instrumental with all the moves they're making from what I've seen. Like he's LeBron GM and all this shit up. So whatever they do with this pick, again, I think is very ripe for a trade here. If you're um, Portland. Okay. Do they, do you think they have their eye on any certain player? Possibly a win. I think maybe Keegan Murray, an older uh, guy that, that would can be a good fit. Blend into a team very well. That's trying to win now could be a good fit. Um, mm. Obviously he's gone in this, but assuming that they're trying to win, I, I don't know where they lean here. So there's a couple of guys. Johnny Davis, maybe a little sense. early. I don't like him, but he's it's a little early for him. Um, it it is, but it's 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 not that early. Like I watched Johnny Davis, and I was with you that like I kind of didn't get it, and then I watched his tape, and he is has a very strong case to be the best guard defender in this whole class. Like okay. really, really high level guarding guys like and we talked about all these other star players they're like they have this huge role in offense and they're like don't have the motor on defense he had the same usage as these guys and was locking up a fucking bulldog on the other end so that's like the big thing and then you do get some shot creation i'm not as high on his shot creation scoring as some people uh i think he does have you know like a good feel as a scorer which like Ivy, I don't feel like does have a lot of these guys don't have a good feels. Like he kind of, you know, snakes pick and rolls, has a good mid range game. Three point shots a are of, a little inconsistent, but it's not like his shot looks broken by any means. A lot of damage at the free throw line, kind of gets good to the free throw line. Like, control. you know, like, like um, uh, his best case scenario for me is like Drew Holiday, which is, you know, high praise, but like offensive game, that would be like his peak as an offensive okay. player, I think. Okay. Which is like, you know, kind of using your size, crafty sort of thing. Again, I think seven is a little high for him. And I, I, but, but I think it fits if, if they are trying to win now, like those type of guys are hard to find and they, they you know, fit here's, their winning players. I think it's so hard. I would fucking hate to be a GM. God damn, this would be tough. Like they're going to try to win, but fuck, this team sucks. They have Lillard, team, they have it, the centers, hopefully healthy. And Josh Hart. And, and all their other players Josh are bad. Hart. I think it's nice. Or, I think Josh Hart's a nice player. but Yeah, but if he's your third best player, not nice. Or no, probably your second best player, not as nice. Yeah, I don't think that I think they should trade Dame. I don't think they should try to win. But I guess Anthony Simons is good. I, Simons I is there him. too. He's True. pretty good. Um, so I think they're not gonna player, tra- I don't think the player trade next Dame. to those two guys that has yeah. a defensive motor. Yeah, could be a good well, fit because those guys are here's not what trying I think to guard anybody. Not Johnny Davis because I forgot about Simons. Like Davis, you know, not as much minutes for him. In my mind, he's bigger than what you're describing. Uh, Johnny Davis is. Let's see. What do I have? What did he get listed at at the combine? Let's see. Let's, In my let's head, see. he's like six seven, six eight, six. No, he's like six four, six five. He's six hmm. foot five, six foot eight wingspan. So, like okay. a shooting guard. Yeah, I thought he was more like a spot, three spot point guard. 
Okay. He's, I would classify him as a guard and not a wing. Um, okay. Really competitive. Like him. Here's who I think they should take. If they, I think they should trade this pick if they're trying to win. I think Jeremy Sohan from Baylor makes sense here because they need defense. There's a very strong case overall as a defender outside of Chet that Sohan is the best defender in this class. Like him on the perimeter is scary, scary Dog. business at Dog. six foot 10, guarding like Caleb Love, fucking small, quick point guards and absorbing them on the perimeter. Like really, really freaky stuff as a perimeter defender at his size. Yeah, a lot of question marks elsewhere, I would say. But when you shot is never going to be more than a spot up shooter. By my, especially when if you're trying to win and you're looking at this roster, we got guys taking shots. Again, like elite feel for his age on defense. Like rotations seems to always be in the right spot. Like crazy, crazy high motor. Like doesn't seem like he ever gets tired. Uh, opponents shot six of 24 on him in ISO situations when he was guarding them. Um, he, he has the feel to me of a guy. I mean, he's going to go much higher because I think. I mean, I think he's knocked are... most of these times to go top 10. So I think seven is not out of the range. I think seven's like after, like after Murray and Matherin go, and even maybe they won't go but like what comps do you have for him because he kind of this guy went in the second round he sohan's gonna go obviously much higher but a guy from last year that has huge herb jones herb jones i have him as well and the big difference there is herb jones was 22 years old and he was jeremy yeah, yeah, sohan yeah. is like exactly. 18 or 19 um i i thought in the draft last year that herb jones was sick and should have gone higher um I think Sohan shows like some really, really good passing and like ball handling stuff that gives him like some Draymond Green type of feel on offense that makes up for his like lack of like he's not going to be a shot creator. He's not going to be more in the standstill shooter. Yeah. Um, The other thing that separates him like he is a good like lob threat finisher, not as good of a vertical athlete as I thought he would be, like as explosive getting off the ground as I thought he would be. Uh, like Kyle Anderson's even kind of a good comp a little because he can like run point at a tall size and be a really good perimeter defender. Like Ben Simmons isn't that crazy of a comp for me, honestly, mm-hmm. especially the way he defends on the perimeter. So uh, I like yeah. him a lot. Yeah, he's I think he, I'm higher on I'm higher than mid teens on him. I think I've seen him a lot of mid teens or early teens. I think yeah, top I 10 is for sure in play. I have him ninth on my big board. I think he would be a good fit. I like him. Um, they need if, switchable post interior players. I think the next team. I, I'm so high on the on New Orleans next year. If they could add Sohan too, fuck, just no points for anybody. No points. Two players that I want New Orleans to pick between i think one is okay. safer and one is a swing i think new orleans obviously has a solid solid team like if they picked nobody added no players you add zion they have a good team next year so for me you fucking 
close your eyes, dip your shoulder, and you swing on Shaden Sharp. And if he hits, you're fucking you're a finals team. If he hits his ceiling and he is what he could be, you're in there. You're you have you have three, four star caliber players. I think people would I've heard people say he's in play as high as five. I mean, he could go. He could go fourth. Like he could fourth or fifth. Yeah, he could go fourth. He could fall to like fourteenth. I don't know. He's one of the most mysterious guys we've ever seen. We haven't seen him play five on five in like two years. Zero at the college level. Went from unknown high school prospect to number one player in the country in like an off season in like a summer circuit. He was playing in Canada. We saw like some, and then he came and he played at like two different prep schools. He, Wes, I'm telling you, when I watch this fucking tape, if I I'm think he's in, intoxicating. Oh, oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. First off, I've, the size six, like legit six, six, strong frame. Like, if you were going to draw up a shooting guard in a lab, you would make this guy. Like, if you're creating your shooting guard in 2K, you make Shaden Sharp in terms of his body size. The ball handling is great. He has, like, elite, elite, like, separation, shot creation, gets to his spots, like, some crazy, crazy feel as a scorer that is, like, not common at all at the head age. Um, and on top of that could argue like, you know, is in the discussion with Ivy for most insane athletes in the whole class. Although I think Ivy's athleticism is like more practical. Whereas I don't think that, um, sharp is like super quick and twitchy his like vertical athleticism and his bounce is like super, super crazy, but I don't really know that he uses it that much in how he actually plays, if that makes sense. So basically the downside is just unknown, really? I mean, we... Unknown, like, literally could not be more disinterested in playing defense. Like, That's tough. But, but the other thing, all the tape is like AAU and like these high school teams that are basically glorified AAU that it's just five guys that are just trying to put up good tape for college. So it's so hard to even take anything in terms of like mental aspect of being a basketball player. It's hard. Granted, like you would just want him to want to play defense anyway, regardless of the situation. Um, like, yeah, but like he is, all the finishing inside he shows like some really really deep range like some of the athletic plays he makes like on lobs and dunks and block shots he has this one in a high school game where he blocks a shot i swear to god it looks like his armpits at the rim it's unbelievable how quick and how high he gets up oh man it's not i agree but yeah it's just intoxicating good stuff but at the same time, like, just could be a total zero. Like, could be J.R. Smith very easily. And J.R. Smith's fine, but... So my comps, I have Brad Beal, I have Devin Booker, I have J.R. Smith, I have Anthony Edwards. Like, Pretty could high. be Anthony Edwards, could be J.R. Smith, could be Terrence Ross. Like, you know, 
Those guys all are very good athletes and very good shot creators, but they're all very, very different quality of players. Yeah. Wide range. I think who's the the safer option for the Pelicans at that pick? You said you had a couple options and that was the swing. What's the, um, this guy also swings who I really, really like, uh, Dyson Daniels who played, yeah, I don't, in, he plays for the, he the played Ignite, for the Ignite. Right? He's I don't from know anything Australia. about Australia. He would be a safer pick, although still kind of a high upside pick because he is like a six, eight wing slash guard who unlike, um, sharp is a really, really, really good defender plays really hard on both ends. Really, really smart, high IQ player, really, really good passer can like initiate offense, but not at like an elite, elite shot career average, like five assists and two steals a game. So that type of like really smart fits in as a nice piece, like hits the boards really hard. Like the type of guy that's like, how is he always in the right spot for this loose ball? He's always in the right spot in this rotation. He's not an elite athlete. Um, like I said, the shot creation ISO game may not be there, but I think there's like flashes that it could be. Um, he shot 30% from three, which is the other big thing, but I would bet on him improving and being a better shooter. Like I like his mechanics. I like his footwork. There's nothing glaringly wrong with it. It's not, not a quick awesome. release. It's kind not of awesome, slow. but not a disaster. No, like I'm very, like I have him sixth on my board. Totally. Like I like his upside a lot. The defense is going to play the passing, the ball handling is going to play. I think I, I would bet on the shot creation and the shooting coming along. So you're in on one of those two players for New Orleans? Some yep. high upside guys? Okay. Um, if both those guys could go sooner, I think, too. Probably not super likely, but wouldn't be shocked. I, I wouldn't be shocked if either Portland of those guys either. went before Matherin. Um, yeah, don't hate it for Portland either. Because he could play three also. like um, And the defense I, that you meant. I, I mean, it's something they're yeah. looking for. Yeah, I think it's useful to have like the comps on these guys. Like for Daniels, I have Josh Giddy, Lonzo Ball, Derek White, Evan Turner. I like the Lonzo Ball one. That's Lonzo one. Ball, I think, is like a decent comp for him. We were very critical going into last season of the San Antonio roster, and they pick at ninth here. I think their development of a few players have changed things a bit for us. I think we both really like DeJounte Murray, Keldon Johnson. Also, pretty well. Josh Primo was pretty good last year. Josh Primo contributed. We got to um, eat some crow. Vassell. Turned out to be a pretty good pick. Um, so they're, we were very hard on them. I think they've come along. I'm not sure what they're targeting here. Uh, they still have, what's the um, the center's name? He's still there. I can't think of his Pertle. name. Jakob. He's still there. So I'm not really sure what they're looking for. They kind of have a few projects at the two and three that they're, you mentioned Primo. They obviously have their point guard. So what do you have them picking or, or looking for here at nine? Um, I just, I, I think Dyson Daniels would have been an awesome fit on the Spurs. He would have been a great piece. Him and DeJounte Murray handling some ball handling. And like, I think Pop would absolutely fucking love having Dyson Daniels on his team. But hmm, as a result, I don't know. They're in kind of another weird spot here. So in this case, Shaden Sharp's available. Would they be in play for him, or would they look? No, more... I said Shaden Sharp to New Orleans, and then 
Okay, so or wait, no, 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 wait. Did you go with Dyson Daniels or Shaden Sharp for New Orleans? Oh no, Dyson Daniels is available, so I'm going to say Dyson Daniels to the Spurs here. Yeah, we just talked about him so much that I assumed he got taken. I'm going to put Dyson Daniels on the Spurs for all the reasons that I just said. A picture perfect Spurs guy, picture perfect pop guy, winning player. Makes sense. Um, at 10, Washington last year. It seems like Beal's pretty cool with just getting paid a bunch of money and he's just going to stay in Washington. I think he's he's just down with that. They made the trade, Russ, for a bunch of pieces uh, last year that uh, Kuzma impressed fairly well. thought he played well. Um, they no longer have the guy that you hate, the headband energy guy. He didn't. Montrose Harrell? He was in that trade, right? He is um, a hornet now, I think. They traded so. they traded Dinwiddie for Porzingis. I think wing or point guard would be. I'm not sure where they're looking. What what do you think for Washington? Yeah, I would agree. I think wing or guard. Uh weird kind of non sequitur, but regarding the Wizards, I saw I mean this there was probably because he was at the finals, but Kyle Kuzma was tweeting like, Man, Boston is such a beautiful city, and he tweeted like an emoji with it. I don't know if that means anything. I think he would be an awesome fit on the Celtics, and it's kind of what they need. Sure, but uh, sure. Uh, I don't remember if he's up for a deal or anything like that. Okay, so at number 10 here, if they're trying to win, which if they have Brad Beal, that is what they're doing and what they should be doing. If it were me, hmm. so what? what do you think they need? Do they need defense? Do they need shooting? Do they need... I mean, Beal's not a good defender. I don't know who they're going to be playing. I think Porzingis is going to play the five, I guess. And then I think... A, I mean, in in theory, a point guard would help. I don't know if that's... Like, Malachi Branham? I don't know what... Does he, I don't know if his defensive ability is... It's bad. But his offensive good. ability is fucking sick. Yeah, he's kind of... He's kind of Bradley Bealish. Um, yeah, I don't is. really know. This could go. I don't know. Do they put Porzingis at the four somehow? Because I think AJ Griffin and uh, Malachi Branham are very. They're in play here. Player. They're very similar players, so, but they're very Bradley Beal like. AJ Griffin was one of the guys that I was most disappointed with when I watched his film. I've never been. I've always been uh, been down on him. The one thing that keeps him high on this list is I legitimately think he's the best shooter in the entire class. He is I think like that's as certain. I think he's an incredible shooter. Knockdown as knockdown gets shooting the ball. And the other thing that makes me struggle to evaluate him is that he's coming off a knee basically this entire year. So I don't know how much burst or explosiveness he'll get back, but he did not have it this year. He like doesn't have any quickness. Like of anyone in the lottery, the worst defender, like as bad as any defensive tape of any of these guys, like brutal, brutal, brutally bad. Yeah, I've been out on him for a while. He is an incredible shooter, but he just doesn't have that second thing. Yeah. That's that's um, even like projectable. That's even like, the thing oh, is we like, can. What, before he got hurt in high school, like watching his high school tape, he was like a good athlete and kind of created separation and did some shot creation stuff. And some people are like have him in the top five because they're projecting that he'll get back closer to that as opposed to what we saw. 
I don't know. I have him 12th on my board, or no, I have him 11th on my board, which is everyone either has him 12th or 5th. No one has him anywhere in between. I feel like personally, yeah, I'm not. I'm not interested personally. I, he's an incredible shooter. I just don't think. I mean, going to the NBA is you better get you better get a lot more of that athleticism back. I mean, we're not yeah. taking a the step shooting's going to play here. regardless. 100, 100. Um, but it's that, not like he can three and D. He's like a zero on. He's like Duncan Robinson, I guess. Which is yeah, good, but which is yeah. I, I just don't. He just doesn't have the other other thing that we can point to that we can work on. That we. I mean, he just seems. So at ten here, if they're trying to win and they want a guy that's going to contribute now, I think Johnny Davis from Wisconsin is a good pick. I agree. You need defense on this team. You need a guy who is a winning player. He most certainly is. Um, he's 15th on my board, so this is a little high for him for me, I think. I would but agree just in, in general, but I do team think the fit, fit. The fit is good. The fit is yeah. good. The other thing that makes all this very weird, and whenever I'm breaking this down, there's not many tanking bad teams. Like yeah. We're at 10, and these teams are like, contending for the playoffs part of that is the play-in game teams are not it's good the teams are not uh incentivized to lose so we need expansion there. too many good yeah. players too many good teams we need expansion yeah and we're um, gonna get it that's uh yeah so hands off the board right he he we already mm-hmm. he went to okay yeah he i don't hate him as a fit there either um what's up with these what's up with these these foreign fellas usman jang there's another guy was there's another um so usman jang is like by far in terms of like what people think like the number one foreign prospect in this class oh, jovich was the other guy nikola jovich he... yeah he will we'll get to him he's not in play this high yeah, like, yeah. he's kind of he's kind of fallen he was he had a lot of hype earlier but i think he's fallen he did. Down a little bit so jang is kind of a weird one he is he has all the foreign guy stuff that you're like, I don't get it. What's wrong? Like, what are we, what are we missing? He's like six eleven, six ten, handles the ball, like good enough athlete, like seems to have a good feel as a player. And like second half of his season last year, shot the shit out of the ball, like couldn't miss, but at every other point in his career, did not shoot the ball that way. But concerning, concerning. He's 18 years old. So True. What do we want to do? There is a lot of differing opinions on him. People are top 10 on him. People are outside the lottery on him. I do not foresee him as a guy that Tibbs would love. He's kind of soft. He's a little like he's 6'11", plays like he's 6'6", sometimes. Okay. But the size and the skill is very 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 enticing i know we just took him but johnny davis seems like a tibbs guy um, oh yeah aj oh. griffin does not malachi branham does not um i kind of like jalen duran for them i don't know how long uh yeah. the big man's that mitchell robinson will be around even if he is i think they're gonna lose randall i think a big man with some presence block shots some upsides to do some other things but i don't know if it'll ever be above average but I don't hate Jalen Duran at 11. If they stick I, there, there's rumors they could trade up. I have Duran 10th on my board. I really like Duran. I think people are underrating his upside like to do stuff offensively. I think people are just assuming he'll be DeAndre Jordan. Like 
I think he has a decent shooting touch. I like it, like I think, I think it's he, higher than that, but I, I think it is limited. I, I don't know if it's um, if it's the other thing to consider that he's should have been a high school senior this year and was did dominating college basketball. It was like three blocks a game, like ten rebounds a game. Yes, yeah, he against, even nineteen yet? No, he's still eighteen, I believe. Once the draft gets here, so I like Duran to the Knicks. I think that makes a lot of I sense. I agree. I agree. I think that's a if they stick at eleven, I think that's a slam dunk. Which he'll well, be doing a lot of, you know. It's yeah, he, pretty sick pun. I just in made. theory, in Basketball. theory, he's gonna do it. Okay, okay. Thunder have a second pick. pick. Oklahoma City Thunder. So they picked in this version Jabari, or they picked Jabari Smith with their number two pick. Okay, so they're probably not going to take a wing here. So right now their team is they have Giddy, SGA, Jabari. And then Lou Dorton, it doesn't I think matter who the I think other players, players are. I think there's two players we've been circling, and I think that they're pretty good fits based on current construction. Uh, AJ Griffin? Is that yeah. who you're thinking of? Yeah. They need three-point shooting. Or Branham, I think, but yeah. Um, so Branham, good shooter, a little unproven, not with the ball in his hands, I think, on this team. He's not going to get a lot of opportunity to have the ball in his hands. They have two guys that are going to have the ball in their hands a lot. Yeah, I think Griffin I think is a slam. AJ dunk. Griffin is a good pick here. Um, let me. Are, are you keeping track of this at all or not? I can. I know what we've picked. I can write them down real quick. If you okay. tell me who Charlotte's taking at thirteen, write it down real quick. I'll I'll filibuster here. The thirteenth pick, the Charlotte Hornets. They have not selected. They just fired their coach. They, I believe, have nope, just two first round picks. I thought they had three, just two first round picks, but two picks within they have 13 and 15. So, two picks in very quick succession. Oh man, what do they need? So, yeah, what, both what their, do they need? They had two first round picks last year, and neither of them played significant NBA minutes at all. I don't know if that's because. They did have a kind of a jam-packed roster of a lot of guys, and they just wanted to take the – like both those guys they picked were kind of developmental coming into the draft. I think we both thought Book Knight was going to not play zero minutes. I, uh, I, I was, was out not, on him. I was out yeah. on him. I didn't yeah. think he would play no minutes, but I was. I yeah. didn't like the pick. Yeah. Um, Kai Jones I really liked, but was n- like – fully aware that he was a developmental pick and very raw and i forgot he was gonna, even a player yeah i i mean he played in the g league pretty much all year last year like we knew he was going to be a developmental guy so they probably need some interior defense i guess would make sense uh like what do you need with lamello the other thing is i don't know are they going to pay miles bridges or not makes a huge True. difference with who they pick here I think Duran would be a Miles, good pairing with, with, uh, but yeah. he's not available. Um, go no, ahead. You were going to say not. if he's not, uh, if they like, don't pay him. If Miles Bridges wants a max, I would not give Miles Bridges a max. Like his numbers would suggest that that's like what he's in the range for. Oh, man. And these other two picks that they made, like last year, what are we doing with those picks? I don't. Mm. This is tough. This is really tough. 
Um, hmm. So what's their lineup right now? They have Ball, they have Rogier, they have Hayward, they have Bridges, they have PJ Washington, they have they don't have Plumley anymore, right? He's somewhere else. Or is he with them now? I don't fucking remember. You know who's a guy? I don't know if he fits here. I don't think he does. You know who's a guy I really like, and I told you this, like this winter as the Final Four was ending. I really like what Mark Williams showed. I really love his. Yeah, I think that's a decent shout here. I think I I really like his rim protection. One of the better players in college basketball protecting the rim. I really really liked a couple flashes I saw offensively. He didn't really get to showcase it much, but I saw, like even if it's a couple like escape drills and hit a hit a jump shot that I didn't expect him to. I really did see some flashes. Okay touch. Okay touch. Solid He's, touch. Seven foot two was the tallest player Gigantic. at the combine. Taller than I, I thought he would be. So if they don't pay bridges and then PJ Washington plays the four and he could he could play I really like his rim protection. I think lobs with Lamello are are enticing. So I think I yeah, like that at 13. They have two picks here. Um, they could probably get him at 15th, I guess, because Cleveland's certainly not going to take. Oh, I didn't. I didn't Mark realize Williams. that. Sure. So yeah. we'll save Williams for 15th, 13th. That makes sense. We'll go in a higher upside play here. Oh God! Would you go oh, go Zhang? You go you, you go international? Could, you could. You could. Hmm. I think we go. I'm going to do it. This is a guy that I'm very high on who is like an NBA draft boards folks darling down the stretch here. Okay. Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. Ooh, super, okay. I've heard of, super I've heard of, high on this guy. He, I don't know a ton about his game, but has um, I've shot heard some up people boards. hyping him up. Shot up boards. He's six foot seven wing slash guard from Santa Clara. He has a like a seven foot one wingspan had the longest wingspan of any non center at the combine. One of I the like best it. passers in the draft, like a I really like creative high, high level passer. Throws like a lot of crazy behind the backs and really fun stuff. Plays with a ton of swagger, pretty solid athlete. Also tested really well in the vertical at the draft. Um, like the thing is like, he's just a late bloomer. So people kind of worry about that, but he, he just came into his own at 21 or so, uh, like really nice handle for being six, 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 seven. And I, like, I love a guy that just plays with like excellent pace and doesn't get rushed and can, you know, figure how to snake in those little tiny in between areas on the court when he's got the ball in his hands, he's not like a straight line player. Like has a good handle, broke a lot of ankles too for his size. Is a crafty finisher, put a lot of but people sounds, on posters. On paper, it sounds like on tape, it sounds like he's incredible. So what's the? He's just old. He's a late bloomer. He's just older. He's older. He's not like elite, elite athletically. Doesn't have an yeah. elite like first step, elite burst. But I would say it's still pretty good. It's still okay. Um. Wasn't a great defender by the numbers, really, uh, but plays hard. And obviously, six six, and has a seven foot wingspan, and is a smart player. So I would bet that he will be a pretty good defender. Um, 
in the games they played like Gonzaga and like obviously finishing at the rim on Chet is like nobody does that. But against length and size, he kind of struggled to finish. So his scoring numbers probably won't be what they were at Santa Clara. But I think as like a really fun six man, like guy that will be able to be a triple double threat in the NBA, I really like him. I'm very, very high on him. Okay, let's do it. Let's take him at 13th. In. Take um, some of the, the ball handling off of LaMelo. Best player moved, available. That's kind of my thought there. We moved to the Cavaliers. They have flipped the NBA on its head. They have all bigs, the all big lineup. Big um, ball, baby. You're right. They're not not probably in play for Mark Williams. That would be... That would be uh, adding, to, adding to quite the luxury. Laurie at the two. Yeah, people are clamoring for it. Um, so here, I think I think Colin Sexton is is gone. I don't know where it ends up happening or when when it ends up happening, but I think he's going to be gone. I think a player to pair with Garland in the backcourt makes the most sense. Um, Branham is staring us in the face here. Tari, I think Branham. I kind of like. I like Easton too, but I think Branham is a slam dunk pick here. Yeah, if Sexton is out, I think Branham is a better, bigger version of what Sexton is. Him offensively, like incredibly, incredibly impressive to me. We saw like, it firsthand. One of his best games was against Illinois. He just, just murdered them. Just couldn't be stopped. Absolute bucket getter in every sense of the word. Like yeah. mid-range, three-point, get to the bucket. Pretty solid athlete. We'll put it on your head. Like has the bag of tricks in the mid range. Has the turnarounds. Uses his body really well. Like elite, elite scorer. Defense is really bad. I think his size. If he wants to play defense, and we can teach him, he can be passable. I don't see much more than passable. Yeah, and on that but, roster, you're you're looking at guys that can make up for being able to poor, funnel him into Williams and Mobley. Will make up for your your sins. Yeah, as a if defender. you can, if you can just be more of a yeah a smarter defender rather than actually locking up. I mean, just play positionally, funnel to shot blockers. I think he could be fine. That there, team needed more um, scoring. He's the best scorer available. Yeah, I think that's slam dunk, and I think Mark Williams makes a lot of sense next. Yep, uh, as we as we already talked about, we really, really like him um, there. So we have. We have 15 players off the board. Is that is that the lottery, correct? Atlanta made uh, the play? Yeah. I guess yeah. technically. No, I think I think technically that Charlotte pick, Mark Williams, was I think 14 is the lottery. So so Cleveland at 14. Okay, so we have 15 picks off the board. We have okay. half of the first round. Um, yeah, we, we won't. That'll take forever. We're not going to do 30 fucking picks. So. No, no, no. That, that, I want to do the lottery and whatever. The first half of the first round is fine. Uh, I do have them all written down here. Do you, are there any other players you want to talk about that you like their upside, you like their fit anywhere specifically, or players whose skill set you just like could be in the second round, could be later in the first? Who do you um, like more than most see. people? Two guys that I'm really high on that I think I'm a little higher on than, well, maybe not that much. Like Blake Wesley from Notre Dame, I really like. Uh, big guard, 6'4", 6'5". Again, really, really good scorer. Plays really hard on defense. The big question is his jump shot. It's a little funky sometimes. 
I would bet that it'll be okay. Maybe it won't be, but I really like Blake Wesley as like a big scoring guard. You know who? You know what I think of when I think of Blake Wesley? I think of I think of discount Jaden Ivy. I think of not as good Jaden Ivy in a way. Um, I would say definitely a much more skilled player, and obviously not the athlete. He's he's a very skilled scorer, I would say. Not an elite shooter, if that makes sense. Like has yeah. all the moves to get the shot open, but then actually making the shot, it's a little streaky, a little weird. My okay. comps for him were like Jamal Crawford, Bones Highland, Tyler Hero, like just instant offense, score, handle, okay. that type of guy. Um, Who else are you high on? Uh, guy that I the whole time watching him this year did not understand why he wasn't. A slam dunk top twenty pick was EJ Liddell at Ohio State. We're seeing so, we're no, seeing him be successful in the form of Grant Williams, in the form of like he's th- these players are like what the NBA is going to. His shot blocking and his size is unbelievable. How good it is! He has yeah, he's not almost tall. three blocks a game at like six foot six, and. Like I said, a lot of these guys have high motors and play hard. That dude is a fucking psycho. A yeah. Fucking dog. I watched him play in person in high school and I want to, he's from, I guess technically he's from St. Louis. No, he's from Belleville. He's from Illinois. I wanted him to go to Illinois so bad. He ended up going to Ohio state. It was a real, real tough watch having him playing like on the uh, perfect Ohio state. Small Just ball five. Perfect. Perfect. And the thing, what did he need to do? He needed to improve his three-point shooting. He improved his three-point shooting by like 6 7% this year. I still don't think that's going to be a strength of his game for a while. His shot is still a little hitchy and bad. And he's he kinda, not going it's, to – it's very like – He has like a pause those, at the top. Like, like when a, he shoots, some guys shoot, and it feels it seems like the ball is heavy. Like he, he has like, like a heavy a, ball. He like heavy stalls. Ball. He like stalls at the top of it. So weird. And as a result, yeah, sometimes of... the shot is really, really flat. So yes. it'll be a spot up shooter, nothing more. But, but improvable. Be... I think. I think the the general mechanics is fine. I think it's improvable. Like, as won't have to leave year. him. Like respectable. Will hit yeah. open shots. Yeah. Grant Williams, like you're fucking saying. Yes. Um, and a Jovich, dog, like a, a perfect, yeah, yeah, like competitor winner. One Big Ten player of the year, like that shit translates. Uh, Jovic, you talked about really tantalizing as a scorer, and he's legitimately like 6'10, 6'11. Uh, shot it well. The defense is really, really bad. Uh, some of the competition he's playing against is pretty bad. Questionable has like Danilo Gallinari upside, I would say. I think Gallinari is a decent comp for him. Uh, another guy that people are talking about, Jake LaRavia, who's a wing for Wake Forest. Oh, yeah, uh, Wake, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a bigger white guy. Again, like all the winning plays, hits threes, plays defense, plays hard, always in the right spot. Sneaky athlete, probably sneaky because he's white. Spark plug, um, gym rat. Um, a couple guys that I want to bring up who uh, one whose stock is just a total question mark. It's down for a good reason, but he's just, there's a reason he had so much pedigree. Patrick Baldwin Jr. I just don't know much about. He's inc- incredibly injured, goes to play for his dad in Milwaukee. 
there's a reason he, he had such a high pedigree. He has good size, can handle it. We just haven't – he's been so injured. We haven't seen really anything. I don't know if he goes in the first round or not, but I don't know what he is or can be. But in theory, it's something. He's six foot nine, handles the ball very, very well for that size. Has very, very fluid shooting mechanics, but shot it very, very poorly this year, which is confusing. It was and, in limited in a limited sample, right? He was bad. Like the beginning of the year, he was he was not very good. Yeah, I mean he, he played pretty much most of the season though this year. And it was oh, I was just, under the impression that he was injured. Um, I think he was hurt at times, but played pretty close to a full season this year and was okay. bad pretty much the whole way through. The other thing is, I mean, he was double teamed the entire season because he played sure. at Milwaukee and he played with piss poor fucking teammates. Yeah. Like it has like all the smooth touch stuff, uh, like at a size, but he's like, it's weird because he has all the stuff, but then the shots never go in the basket. It's like, it looks good. It looks good. The shot's good. <laughs> None of them ever go in the hoop, which seems like a problem. Concerning. Concerning. If that switches, like, that's good, I guess. He's also, like, a dog shit, dog shit athlete. Tested horribly. Oh, yeah. It was, like, like bizarre. Had, let's see. Uh, I just had it pulled up. Had the worst vertical by, like, a mile. Yeah. We don't need to talk about him too much. He's just, I'm just intrigued, interested. I just don't know what he is or could be just, I know he was not very good, but had a lot of pedigree coming into college. Um, Second best prospect in his conference. I really like Ryan Rollins from Toledo. I'll just say that. Okay. Um, Score a guy I'm very intrigued by undersized guy who has a lot of speed, a lot of offensive ability, led a very good team. I'm interested in Kennedy Chandler. He's very small, which I don't love, but I really, really love his offensive ability. I don't know what kind of a defender he can be at that size. He's very small, but I'm intrigued if you can get him in the second round. He's a winner. He's a good player. Interested in Kennedy Chandler. What do you, what the what what the tape say if you watched any on him? He's small. He's five eleven without his shoes. He's a little guy, um, but dynamic though winner winner yeah his best case Ball scenario player. is like could be tyus jones i think is a good comp for him in the league sure i like that yeah yeah good bench like a point guard's point guard in every sense but it's it's, it's pretty much just the size i think yeah it's, i don't think he's ever gonna up. be like a starter like he's too small to like play 34 minutes yeah. and i just don't and think like he's that the, guy but you good know energy good burst off the bench backup point guard i think is fair like there's a lot of debate like him or Ty Ty Washington. Like Ty Ty Washington six four was hurt. You said he's fat Seems though. Like, <laughs> he had a high body fat percentage. I don't know if that means anything. We were looking at that before we started. Um I don't know. I, I prefer Ty Ty. He's bigger. I like his upside as a scorer. I think Almost every player gets a bump in the NBA for whatever reason when they leave Kentucky, it seems like. It's just like a guarantee at this point. But, yeah, I like Chandler. I last guy I'll bring up, last I'll bring up what your thoughts on um, is Walker Kessler. He does have an elite skill, but not sure 
if other things translate to the NBA, he's going to be pretty slow footed. I don't know if that, if he'll fit, but he is an incredible shot blocker. I think he is kind of getting the short end of the stick because this is a class with a lot of really good shot blockers. You have Duran, you have Mark Williams, you have Chet, you even have like Liddell. You even have like a lot of people prefer Christian Coloco from Arizona over him. I prefer Kessler. I think Kessler at least has some upside shooting the ball. He shot it with confidence at a very low percentage this year, which is, you know, what does that mean? I don't shoot know. Shoot or shoot, baby. Uh, it's not the prettiest shot. It's not the worst shot for a seven foot two guy, I guess. I thought I would be more impressed. I mean, he averaged four and a half blocks a game this year, had yeah. the NCAA record for block percentage, I think, which is like percentage of shots defended that he blocked, like the highest ever in the history of college basketball. I don't hate him. I think he's probably a late first, second round type of talent. Um, okay. uh, quickly, Travion Williams might not get drafted, but I really like him. I like his game. Good passer, good player. David Roddy, big, fat, sneaky, athletic guy. I like him from Colorado oh, yeah. State. Uh, here's a foreign guy that will go in the second round. Gabriel Proshida from Italy. Okay. May not play a single game in the NBA, but I flipped on his highlights for a second and this like gangly six seven white guy was just putting people in the fucking rim. So that was kind of cool. Pretty good shooter. Uh <laughs> gives me some scary uh, Mario Hazonia vibes. I remember when I watched Ooh. Mario Hazonia's tape, I was like, this dude's banging threes, fucking banging on people's him. heads. To be fair to him, he's not gonna go like fifth. Yeah, that's true. Um. Uh, who else do I have here? Um. Ooh, quick. you know who? You know who is my? Uh, you know who is my? Herb Jones of this year. You want any guesses? Your Herb Jones of this year. I, I mean, Sohan is, or no? Who was the guy that I talked about in the first round? Yeah, Sohan. Sohan. Maybe. Um. Hmm. But in the second round. In the second round, I don't know who is it. Justin Lewis from Marquette. Okay, yeah, he's getting some buzz here later he's on a, in the process. He's he's uh, six 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 seven. Uh, I watched a lot of Marquette, and they relied on him to score a pretty good amount. I don't know if he was that great at it. He did shoot it a lot, um, but I think big body, strong player, switchable. I think he is going to be a winning player type of guy a guy you'd want on the team um but i don't think offensively he's gonna offer much sure yeah there could be a good spot up shooter pretty decent herb athlete. Jones of, of he's for me yeah herb like still don't understand why herb jones wasn't a first round pick like he was defensive player of the year sec player of the year like just guarded all five positions or just like i don't know whatever didn't yeah. get it uh, here's a guy real quick that is going to go probably really high. And you're going to say, who the fuck was that? Uh, Dale and Terry from Arizona, who in like the last week is just like screaming up all these draft boards. So I watched a decent amount of hoop, but I don't know who that is. He plays for Arizona. He's like six, seven people are trying to say he's a point guard and he's a really good passer. He's got really long arms and he's really athletic again. 
I'm with you. I watched Arizona a lot, and I did. He did not stand out to me. I watched his tape. Like I get it. He's a good passer, good athlete, good defender, plays hard. Don't see him as a great shooter. If he becomes a great shooter, he'll be a solid player. But just be ready. He might go in the lottery. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm in. Okay. Um, any other names that you might be a little lower on? Ooh, haven't talked about him. Weird player. I don't think I love him. I just don't know what his elite skill is. I don't know what he's going to be in the NBA. Ochai Agbaji, a senior from Kansas. Thoughts? I'm also low on him. Or lower, I don't get it. Lower, I don't get it. Lower than everyone else. He's, like I, he, I would take him in the first round. I think he, the sure. shooting is going to play. He's going to be a good shooter. He's 22. Has not really. He's improved a lot because his freshman sophomore year, like, couldn't even get on the court. But he's still not it. a good defender as a senior. Literally, the guy can't fucking dribble the ball. Like. Zero, zero, zero shot creation. Like down the stretch in these runs for Kansas, like he was not the guy that he was, was bad. He back was, in these yeah, games. no, no, like, he, he wasn't. Was turnover machine, like kind of wilts. Like Christian Brown was. I like, think there's their an argument. I think our, there's an argument to take him over Agbaji. Um, Agbaji is a much better shooter. Brown is still like a streaky shooter. Uh, I, I, I don't like Agbaji. I don't, I don't like him either. I don't I, either. I think it's a nice. Uh, I see him nice mocked in the lottery. That's crazy to me. Yeah, crazy I, I'm me. out. I'm out. The shooting's going to play. He if he's 22 and he's still like not figuring it not out as polished. defender. Yeah, he's like not a polished senior. I'm out. That, that's not good. That's not I'm good. out. Um, AJ Griffin. I said I was a little lower on, but some people have him about where I had him. So I guess maybe I'm not. Uh, Jaden Hardy from the G League out. Yeah, out. just just not. Some people really like him, like good score, really good feel as a score, but like just could not be more of a. I will never play defense. You cannot make me. You're not my real dad. I refuse. I will not do it. Seems like a bit of a stubborn bull. Like just, I'm gonna try and shoot this ball every single time I touch it. I will never play defense. Um, in a Grant Williams esque. Second round type pick, Jalen Williams from Arkansas. Yep. Had some flashes that he's kind of an undersized, play like the four type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, do a little bit of everything, play hard, winning type plays. Don't hate him in the Pretty second round. Decent shooter, too, which is kind of yeah. surprising. Decent shooter, develop a development there with, with the shot. Um, yeah, I think we covered a lot of players. Anyone else you want to talk we about? Certainly did. Here's the guy. This is the guy I was telling you about before who I don't know what to do with. Uh, John Butler from Florida State. Do I don't you remember that this is. guy. Nope. I think he'll, if you watched a Florida State game, he was like the 6'11 guy that was like playing point guard that weighs like 150 pounds. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Yes. I, I remember. So we talked about him. Yeah. I didn't know that was his name. Okay. 6'11, 175 pounds. Mm-hmm. Listed as a power forward, like played guard, but he could shoot and like defend, but. I mean, probably just not going to work. He also tested bad athletically at the combine, which I don't love. And it's just like, I don't know that you're great at doing anything. I don't really know what we do with you, but a 6'11 guy, like he looks like not a real person whenever you watch him play. Like, when, like he's one of those guys when you flip on the TV, you're like, what the fuck? Who, what the fuck is that guy? Yeah, what what, what is that? What is yeah. that? What's going on there? So. That's my other guy. Okay. 
Um, predictably, we've talked about the NBA draft for a very long time. We're going to have to put this out in segments, which is fine. Do we want to continue on and talk about hustle right now? Or what do you want? Yeah, to- we'll put this all out at one podcast. If you will put time codes in, if you want to skip ahead, you can. We'll put, we'll cut this out and put it separately on the YouTube too, I guess. And if you want to talk, you want to, do you want to, do you want, do you want me to put, do you want me to put a little, um, I don't know what to call it at the beginning of this be like, Hey, this is long. I get it. Skip ahead. If you want to talk about, you know, I don't know. Fuck yeah, it. we can. Yeah. Um, okay. Close this out. Hustle. 2022 an Adam Sandler banger. What did it's you an think Adam of this Sandler, film? Was? An Adam Sandler joint. I kind of loved it. I kind of yeah, liked it. I kind of did too. I kind of loved kinda... it as well. I mean, we're getting more of these. There seems to be a bit of a resurgence with, you know, the 80s, 90s style sports movie. It's, it's, it's shut your brain off. It's, it's wholehearted. It's, it's simple. The sports look good. There's, there's an obstacle and there's a, a there's an achievement. We've got multiple workout montages that are good. We got we got some funny quips along the line. I thought it was really funny. I thought him, I thought Sandler and uh, Juancho and Juancho Bo 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 Cruz. Cruz. I thought they had I thought they had good band the good banner. I thought it was really I thought it was honestly I thought it was great. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, I thought I I think. As we talked about with Tin Cup, a lot of these movies where they fall short is the sports look bad. The good thing is all the guys doing the sports are professional players of sport, and it looks awesome. So, so many NBA players in this fucking movie. Incredible. So many. As a guy that is like a crazy, crazy basketball fan, like if you're like really into it, you recognized almost every person in this fucking movie. Like even the oh, trainers yeah. are all real basketball trainers. There were guys from the and one mixtape tour that was that were sick. playing him. That was sick. The fucking professor like helping, helping the, him train and stuff. The yeah, that was cool. Bone collector competed in the boa challenge. That was one of my that was one of my favorite parts. Owens. That was one of my favorite parts. That and the training they incorporated kind of like yeah the the street ball and one guy that was. So good. The professor. Are you kidding me? It was Mecca's in this movie for a second at the very beginning. Uh, just guys I wasn't anticipating seeing. They got Dr. J in this fucking movie. I got a question. Who was the guy, the initial guy where Sandler finds him and he's playing one on one with the little smaller guard? Is that anyone? The little smaller guard pl- that he plays for money, like the first time when he plays in the boots. Oh, I don't think it was. Not anyone that I knew if it was. Okay, same. I didn't know if I missed something there. Um, Maybe. Well, the other thing is it could have been a foreign guy because like, whenever he goes to play in Spain, all those guys are real guys that play mm-hmm. on the Spanish national teams. Jose Calderon. That was so cool. Was, great uh, touch. It was a great touch. It was uh, his brother, Willie Hernan Gomez. Yep, Alex was... Abrinas, if you remember, had a, had a cup of coffee in the league. Um. I could just talk about these cameos. That could that could be the entire discussion here. Boban, guy's a show shopper. Just steals the show Incredible. whenever he's in it. Incredible. The comedic timing on this guy. He's got a he's got an Andre the Giant like uh do we want post career in him, I think. Do, is there anything like story wise you want to talk about? Like Brady, any anything or do you just want to ignore pretty much everything and just like 
talk about fun stuff. Like, I think it was really well done. Like, it's two hours. It felt like it flew by. I agree. There I didn't was, realize it was that long. It didn't feel like there was any wasted time, really. I was invested. It got to the point. Did not belabor the point. But at the same time, it left a lot of space for the guys to do some actual acting and have some emotional stakes. Like, Sandler's great in this movie. I think some of the dialogue is a little kind of sometimes if I had to make a note, there's a little dialogue, but I mean, Sandler is such a good goddamn actor. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the career flip that he's had since uncut gyms. And he was always a good actor. Cause like go back to punch drunk love, whatever. He was always a good actor. He just had a very long stretch of choosing not to do that. Why did I mean, he do that? Just to get in a bunch of money? Why do you make all those really bad, like dumb? I think he just likes to go on trips with his friends to Hawaii. Not, like, not uh, even like grownups. Cause like, there's a part of that. We're like, Oh, that's a mindless kind of ha ha watch, but just like Jack the, and Jill, Jack I and Jill. Know. And like, I don't know. Uh, Sandy Wexler. And like the, I don't know. Although maybe I think some people might've liked that. I don't know. Um, but I think like, there you know, is an, a bit of something too that, he had so many bad ones that people assumed everyone that was coming out was bad without seeing him. Not to say some of them aren't really bad, but they probably aren't all weren't as bad as we thought they were. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was great. Um, Sandler was awesome. What'd you think of Wancho? I think the big, they wrote it perfectly for him. They wrote him as a quiet sort of, you know, like true. It doesn't work. Not if outgoing he's, if he's type. Like, uh... They didn't ask him to do too much, but I mean, I I was cool with it because like he plays like the strong silent type and it works like his character works. He doesn't have to do too much, but he, you know, he has the little emotional hits here and there that he needs. I mean, he cries in a scene. I was impressed with that. I legitimately tears coming down his face. Where did this come from? Do you know of any history of him being like into this type of stuff? Any past? I should have looked some of that up. You know what kind of I mean, the thing is, like, this is this is like just the Giannis story, basically. It's like what what we're doing here. It seems like kinda to an extent. I mean, not word for word, but like it's very similar. You know what kind of kind of gets to me? You know what kind of fucks me up? Is that with the following that we do of the NBA and the knowledge of the NBA that we have, we know that Wancho Hernan Gomez is not yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know. like you, you, you watch the highlights. You're like, look at this guy. You're like, no, looks pretty bang fucking average. You're like, this guy's Scottie Pippen. No, he's not. I know how he plays, and he's not. And like, but you even know, the stuff they're showing you, it's like, it doesn't look like what you're saying. It looks like, and they did a good job of it getting better. You know, like he was kind of clunky-ish, or and he does kind of sharpen it up as they're like training the montage I and think stuff. The 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 argument that he is this supreme athlete is what they should have kept him to like, he's a good passer. He's a Euro, good shooter. Like, yeah. Below like, the rim. Yeah. Like passer. If he's shooter. not a, an elite athlete, we shouldn't be saying that that's what he is. And I thought, or, it, was okay. I thought it was okay. Like it, it wasn't yeah, like, wow, this is like a disaster. It's like me being someone that watches too much basketball yeah, yeah. saying that like an absolute nitpick. Most people, or like, yeah, he's dunking it and shooting it and like doing all the basketball stuff. Pretty good. We might have buried the lead here. Anthony yeah. Edwards. A fucking revelation in this goddamn movie. The first line when he re- fucking leans down to him and talks Ooh. shit, he's like, I like, oh my God. Like, 
Anthony Edwards is a superstar. Like we know this prior to this movie. Like he is in the media is hilarious. All of it is an awesome player, obviously. He's incredible and just a great villain, just an awesome fucking arrogant asshole. It's He's so good. He's such an asshole. He's I so, hated him so much. I hated him. I hated him. I, uh, one thing that I watched is my girlfriend, and I think like that stuff at the end. Would any player actually say that shit to another player? You think if you about didn't their, know about the his kid? About his yeah, kid? like fucking no. his mom and shit. Probably not, right? That's probably a little far. Like the other stuff, like buddying up to him and be like, "Hey, good luck, buddy." Oh, Olay, bitch. Fuck, that's so good. Yeah, I think the stuff with the kid, I mean, that's like the like push him over the edge and he pushes mm-hmm. him like that's there's really what else you go to to get him to that spot. I guess that's they really only had one choice there. But yeah, I think no one really says that, especially to like in a combine scrimmage with people you don't know, like other draftees. Seems like a weird move. Um, the what did Michaela think of it? She watched it with you with you. She liked it. You? I mean, again, like none of the basketball stuff was too much like it was very balanced like as a guy that watches basketball all of it was really well done and i get it but i don't think you had to really understand any of that to get a feel for what was happening at any point in time no yeah it's really really good i like it a lot um ben foster as like the shithead owner gm who fires emory quits he did a good job i've never seen him bald not a good look on ben i don't think looks better with hair yeah i don't i didn't really consider that but yeah he didn't look good um i thought nitpick him like the decisions that that his character make just make no sense which can be the owner the owner and him just being like ignoring the people or like i guess people like owners do that a lot i I don't know i just you're saying why why wouldn't he villain character yeah yeah gotcha like he's just an asshole to Sandler and like I don't know. I get it needs to happen for the movie. I just like he's your lead scout and you're like, just listen to him. I don't know. Yeah. He just doesn't want to take him. I don't know. He just won't I don't know. Yeah. But it has to happen. And he was did a good job being an asshole. I didn't like him. Um hmm. I mean Anthony Edwards, I I can't get over how how good he was. Like it's a meme that he says this. Maybe he just is good at literally everything. He's not bad at anything he's ever done. It's perfect. He was so good. And, and the perfect player to just style him with like dunks and all the wild shit that they had him do and just looked incredible. Boy. Boy, boy, boy. Oh um, we didn't talk. Um, Mo Wagner, the other prospect. Uh, he's been on like a lot of podcasts. I was expecting him to be in this movie more. He was not in it for very long and he spoke German the whole time. No, yeah, he was not that. He was just like another prospect that he was a bust. Bust, yeah. They fucked up. Uh, here's my one of my biggest gripes the whole movie. Okay. They didn't have a scene of him getting drafted. I needed that. Or is the assumption that he didn't get drafted? Oh no, he, he got, got drafted. It. He he just yeah, he just shows up on the Celtics. We don't know where he got drafted. We don't know. But the, there could be the assumption that he got signed and didn't get drafted. But like, True. That we, seems that's, like that was just screaming for a, a scene of him getting drafted. Like, I think they thought maybe there was like a little 
uh, you know, build the drama. It goes to black. You don't know what happens. And then it, it cuts to him on the Celtics. You I think, yeah, it's kind of left, you, you think they, he might play for the Philly and then he's on the other team. He's kind of a, uh, <laughs> Uh, didn't didn't uh, they didn't telegraph it at all with Brad Stevens having his one great line reading of who is this guy? We really need to Ooh, get him up to Boston. Talk, we're gonna talk. Uh, who are your other favorites? Boban and Anthony Edwards were awesome. Very Brad, Evan, Brad Stevens was bad, but it was very funny to me. It was so. I also want to do our worst because I have my worst by a fucking mile. It's not Brad Stevens. No, he's second mm. worst. Uh, is it someone that has like a similar length role or someone with a bigger role that you didn't like? Similar length role. Ooh. One mm. of the best players in the NBA. <laughs> One of the best players in the NBA. When they're doing the BOA challenge and he's locking all these people up. Oh, Luca? Yeah. <laughs> well, Luca had the worst reading of his line of all time. It's the most unnatural, terrible. I'm reading this off a prompter of oh, it's so bad yeah yeah and i mean it came and went so like that it was, was it was pretty, over pretty time. it was they weaved was it into a bunch of noise going on yeah, it's pretty yeah. easy to miss like i didn't clock that really i was just like this is all kind of cringy and then well i mean you could also put like iverson did the exact same thing and it was also like true it was bad you too. know it's unrealistic alan iverson posting a social media video regarding a viral trend of an unknown prospect probably not gonna happen dude he loves growing the game he loves the uh, young bucks. Uh, what you? I think that was a cool wrinkle. I think using like his daughter's um, ability to like videography, like her interest in that, and like getting her interested in basketball with building his hype. I thought that was really cool. Use a Dr. J. I thought that was so awesome. It was like a gorilla, like streets of it Spain, like gritty cool. type of stuff. I mean it. If I nitpicked, the issue would be like that would never work. That would never like, like that get people excited. Well, they looked it up and they like had the 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 assault charge, and he basically couldn't get into the combine. And then he does this viral challenge, and based on this viral challenge, where he's playing against fucking you know pedestrians, and he plays against Tobias Harris once. They're like. Now I want him to be on my NBA team. I don't think that would happen. Well, they wanted him at the Combine, not on the NBA team yet. Well, regardless, I don't think we could we could find some a no-name prospect, make some viral videos of him, and he would get an invite to the Combine. I think you need to Yeah, play. probably not. But I like the idea. But that was a good idea. Unimportant. Again, a nitpick. I thought it was fun. I thought it was, I Man, is it? It was good. Oh, uh, Kenny Smith, very good. Has a pretty big role. Does a good job he has a, as the agent. He is arguably like after Queen Latifah and the two leads, and he's like the fourth or fifth biggest role in this movie. Yeah, does a great job. I would expect nothing less. I think I thought he's he, a little. I thought he was a hair stiff, but overall good. Yeah, and for me, it's just hard. It's like the whole time, like that's Kenny Smith. Yeah, when he's not playing Kenny Smith. It's just like that's Kenny Smith. Look at Kenny Smith. Like I know Wancho is not like a number two pick in the draft i just know he's not i just kenny that's just the other kenny thing Smith is like i know him. nothing about his personality which helps like i've never heard him speak which helps like he could be bo true. cruz that's i don't true. know kenny smith i've heard speak hundreds and hundreds of hours which true that's a good point it's a good point a little dirk funny cameo on the facetime funny cameo. Good. 
pretty decent. Pretty decent. I have a question. Uh, I thought it was cool when he got to be the assistant coach and he walks out with Doc Rivers and he's on the court. How? What are the logistics of filming that? They just like after a game they do that. Or what? What's the deal there? I mean, no, they probably just came in on an off day. Like they probably CGI'd in all the fans. Like that shot of him sitting on the bench probably wasn't during a real game. Um, yeah, I didn't take in the him walking out. I'm trying to think of like what exactly the. I bet they I filmed bet him walking out. I don't know. Maybe. Could have been. I don't know. I'm trying sure. to remember. I thought it looked okay. Like they might have. Yeah, it could yeah. have just been a. It's so like what they can do with. It was very a very tight shot. Wild. You didn't get a huge. Sure, that's true. I, it was tight. I, it was tight. I would bet the fans were CGI'd in if I had to guess. I think I think you're right. Would be cool if that wasn't the case, but cool to do a practical. Guess. But now that I think about yeah. it, it was a lot of real punched in shots. <laughs> mm-hmm. I bet they I bet they walked out. I bet that he came out of the tunnel with them and like milled around on the bench. Yeah, probably. Probably, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know either. I like this movie. I would watch I, it again. I it was so enjoyable. I would 100%. I bet there'd be stuff I missed, like just cameo stuff. Here's one. Uh, Robert Duvall, who plays the original owner, is he doing a good job of acting, or is he just so old he's actually about to die? He looked dead. Other. He looked dead alive. Sounded dead. He looked like he was stuffed. Is it good acting or is he? I mean, good Robert's pretty old. Robert's pretty old. He looked bad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know which one that was. On the doorstep of death was not out of the question for that character. Understood the assignment. Um, My word. Oh, how many times are they going to hint that we're going to hear about what happened to his hand? That showed yeah, his that hand was a tough. million fucking that times. Was that was tough. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't the most uh, psychologically challenging film by any means. No, you didn't. You didn't really have to dig in and get sink. I mean, they could have just held up a screen, and be like, "Hey, his hands fucked up. Do you He'll see his to, hand? The hand. To Something his... they're gonna talk about his goddamn hand. You wanna know how I got these scars? Ooh, here's the other, the other big, big miss. The draft okay. scene. He's on the Sixers. We don't get Joel Embiid in this movie. Yeah, I know. Would have loved that... an Embiid cameo, and that's that's shocking that he he's like Mister Social Media. He's Mister Stunning. <laughs> the, he wasn't involved. Maybe the the check was the price was too high. I mean, who's who's the highest caliber star in this? Luca, right? Luca makes a cameo. AI, Doctor J, but like current AI, players, Trey Young. Trey Young's in the end. Trey Young is in it. Chris Middleton is in it. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is kind of a role player, right? There's Elias like, Harris, Jordan Clarkson, Kyle Lowry, um, Kyle Lowry, yep. But then uh, Aaron, yeah. Aaron Gordon, doesn't Aaron talk. Gordon. But yeah, everyone else is either a retired. I would or... do it for free, like they're like Joel. Yeah, it seems like Mr. it would just be fun. And like Mr. they're they're at their actual facility, like you could just. It would be like not... an hour and a half. Like you, would... yeah. It's stunning. He wasn't in. Would have loved to see him in it. Would have added a, a nice element. Yeah. Yeah, really would have. Really Sad. would. Hate to see it. Um, yeah, not too much else to say. Really enjoyable. What do you think of Queen Latifah? She's good. Uh, She's fine. Uh, Serviceable. Got sure. the job done. Yeah. His whole movie is just like, just got the pretty job good. done. You just, yeah, you just, pretty fine. You just did the job. A workmanlike performance from this film. Did you think the training montage was a, a little long? 
Wasn't there more than one? Am I mistaken in that? They, uh, Maybe it was that long that it felt like more than one. I think it was that long. Like they were, I was like, a lot of drills. Hurt, you're going to hurt this guy. A lot of running up that hill. Jesus Christ. We get it. Minute 45. He nailed it. He got it. Jeez. Yeah. Overall, really enjoyable though. Uh, Wancho, when he shows legitimate emotion, he gets angry when he finds out that Sandler was lying to him. Pretty good. He is okay. He's decent. Pretty good. I'm into it. Um, do you know what this is? What would you what would you rate it? I don't. I mean, do you know what it's what the what people are saying about it? I have no idea. I mean, as far as I can tell, everyone's kind of thinks the same thing. Like, I don't think anyone thinks it's like an Oscar movie, but everyone's like, ooh. I would bet the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is like really high. Guess what the two scores are. Don't look. Uh, Audience, I'm going to guess is an 87. Critic, I will say, is a 69. Audience score, 93. Yeah. Critic score, 92. Wow. It's pretty good. I like it a lot. It's pretty good. I feel like like I'm vindicated. I feel like we're... We're not in the wrong here. I think it's really enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I'd give it an 82. Sure. I think that's fair. B-minus movie. It's a B-minus movie. You can watch way worse shit. Yeah, really enjoyable. Like you said, a non-basketball fan you watched it with, enjoyed it too. It's fun for the whole family. You really don't. It fits into the pantheon of like sports movies that are just like, you know, just good sports movies. Yeah. All right. I won't lie. When I saw the trailer for this, I was like, what the fuck is this going to be? This is. Yeah. I thought it had a chance to be bad, but wasn't. It wasn't. Good. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Oh, Shaq and Ernie were also in it for a little, for a line. Yep. A little, uh, and Charles. And Chuck, yep. The whole crew. Pretty good. All right. Oh. Is that it? Anything else? Mark Cuban's in it too. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. We're good. Okay. That's the NBA draft preview. Hope you also like Hustle. We'll be back probably put on an episode on Monday. We'll recap the draft. Ooh, do you want to – when do you want to put it out? Because our next episode we'll talk about the draft. We'll break down the fits for all the draft picks. Put that on – do you want to record it the night of the draft or do you want a little more time to digest? You could record it Friday or Saturday, put it out. Sometime. I don't know. Okay. Maybe we'll Friday. Record that. Maybe record that, Friday. I don't know. That'll be the next thing. Um, what song's gonna play us out? A song oh, from man, Hustle, he was maybe? listening to some some good classic hip hop throughout. Uh I don't know. You'll hear it. You hear it right now. Yeah, song from hustle. It's coming up. Thanks for listening. Puyak for episode eighty one, breaking down the NBA draft and all the picks and the fits for all the teams. Like the episode, share it with your friends, do all that stuff. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Trying to claim things I haven't earned honest, man. Snake raking out gases on this jam. What kid diamond on a two-two grand? Trying to help raise our youth to man. Skip the ruler, Rick. His space to slam. Help clean up this land. 
The reputation of this man With hole and with stand Outcast and slick, the answer is in it Hun, you need to get your ass on the dance floor this minute We bruised up, knock you out, shoe socks Show your ass move, you forgot what mad smooth snugs mm? We like to party, don't make me get money And platinumize my body We're bright stuff, known to earn a dice Love blind folks, but like somebody turn the lights off Immense strength popping out of muffin Make famous artists that's dead hop out of coffin At the real estate behaving type choosy Want a palace, make the shit beige and light blue, please Got the kid like watch your manners Since I came out of jail, it's like the planet gone bananas Like the strength a batter fella had Lady looking at me all stink, I had to tell her that But trying to claim things I haven't earned honest, man Snake raking out gases on this jam What kid diamond on a two-two grand uh. Trying to help raise our youth to me Skip the room to rig his face to slam Help clean up this land The reputation of this man With home uh, and lipstick I went from players ball in the bulldog From bulldog in the bohog And I bohog in the pimp walking And strictly stretching street talking And we all ass like that there Going them all up like cat hair We never fall off like hat Well, with some of the dopest empties out there Now eat that I'm casting Ricky D Bitch, can you beat that? Remember the time I laid them down A teenage love I see that just a sport of rhyming Breaking new patterns like hymen Chucking and jiving was never the style I'm gonna keep on being a slime Spitting that king shit Too clean shit A tailor and a scene Blue gators for you haters and the penis is for you beaches like an addiction cause I need it Hip hop is that I feed it like a junkie show me your monkey cause I show them like to beat it Might just eat it just to skeet it fold you up like you was pleated Like some slacks and relaxing be strolling like some captain See I got a baby daughter and I feed her with this rapping Not trapping D-boy with rapping huh? I'm trying to claim things I haven't earned honest man Snake raking out gases on this jam What kid diamond on a two-two grand Trying to help raise our youth to me Skip the ruler, Rick, his face to slam Help clean up this land The reputation of this man With whole and with stand Seems everybody's open off the grammar The white fox, pink velvet suit, white Havana Listen baby girl, genius Victor Dreamboat, miss you should have been click picture Check her out I don't know what you're trying to figure out Down south, barbecue ribs fly out a nigga mouth And touching me the chosen With such a will opposing Me and big boy trying to give our children clothing Smoking love Do we provide dope enough? Even people unborn kid wide open off The engine and I'm sending in Even make construction workers start acting kind of feminine Hi. 10% of blasters hit from me and big boy Who represent the outcast, clear A jealous cat Like the strength about a fella had Lady looking at me, all stink, had to tell her that But trying to claim things I haven't earned honest, man Snake raking out gases on this jam What kid diamond on a two-two grand Trying to help raise our youth to me Skip the ruler, Rick, his face to slam Help clean up this land The reputation of this man With whole and with stand Snake raking out gases on this jam Trying to help raise our youth